in five, four, three, two, one. Homie Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Mike Rutherford's back. Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X Sports Radio. It's a bad start right there. The show comes on right as the eighth race ends there at Churchill Downs, and the eighth race did not go well for your boy right there. You didn't have to kill nine? I... <laughs> That's a teal, right? I can't tell. Teal nine. <laughs> that was uh, that was a disaster for me <laughs> for a variety of reasons. <laughs> variety of reasons. Pick four busted. Pick five busted. Win bet busted. Exacta box busted. Uh, right there. And I actually kind of like that horse. And I just I strip. You can't spend money on everything. This is how it's going to go for the next three hours, folks. This is how bad I sound when I'm talking about my, my, my sports games I've lost over the night. <laughs> it does, except that took like 30 seconds. Imagine that stretched out over like 12 minutes. Wow. I'm going to leave that. <laughs> I'm just going to stop right there and let the imagination Man, run wild. This is how it's going to be. If you think I'm going to be distracted by Oaks races going on and, and betting and gambling and actually watching the races, then you're right. That's how it's going to go. We were, su- we were supposed to be off at 520 today because the bats from yesterday, which got postponed, we're going to renew the game from yesterday at 520 and then play the, the regular scheduled game at about 635. Those two games have both been rained out for today. Oh, so if you're going to be, if you were excited to listen to Bats Baseball at 520, we've got bad news. We're going to be here until 6, and which then, is also bad news for us. Well, it doesn't make it easy for me. i, I got to you know, pan a rear end. This is for my log work tonight. Your log work? Yeah, because the, the, everything's scheduled in the in the in the system to run oh, back. Oh, I got you. I've got to get. I didn't all. know if that was a euphemism for something. No, else. no, no. That was earlier before the show. Uh, that was <laughs> no, the, no. But now, now of course tomorrow. So now tomorrow's game. So they pushed last night's game to the beginning of tomorrow's game. Tomorrow, first pitch will be five oh five for the the postponement game. That's correct. Well, five oh five pregame. I think five thirty five first pitch. No, five, it's like 5.15. It's only like a 10-minute pregame. Okay, because I, I saw the tweet saying the actual scheduled game will start no earlier than 6.35. Yeah, and then and then tomorrow's game, or no, tonight's game has been pushed back to a random, unannounced yet doubleheader in August. I thought they said August 1st. Did they already say uh, it? Okay. I, I saw Nick Curran's tweet. That's what I'm going off of. He probably tweeted that after I, I, I read my information or got talking to them. So everybody updating their bat schedules at home on the, their piece of paper that they do this all now. <laughs> Just pencil those bad boys in. Just go ahead and mark them out. Pencil it in. You're going to be fine. You'd probably look forward to the nights when the Reds get canceled, don't you? One of the Man, you bring up the Reds already. You're doing. I, I thought. I mean, my horse just lost the Reds. You're bringing up the Reds. I, I mean. thought I said moratorium on Reds talk at the beginning of the show. Good thing yet, I don't know what are. moratorium means. Well, <laughs> Kabosh. None. Like I, the I, thing with meat and vegetables on a stick? No. That's a kebab. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I missed you. <sighs> Dalton's good, but I missed you. Thanks to Dalton Pence for filling in <laughs> yesterday. I, how did it go? I, I haven't. I didn't get a chance to hear any of it. I assume it went well. You said it went well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, de- it definitely went good. Uh, I think the again the highlight of the show was me having to tell him that what the term six to midnight meant. Now, how did you do that? <laughs> did you straight up just say it means getting an erection and I, I when said, your, your penis said, grows larger? Like, how, how do you delicately <laughs> delicately handle a situation like that where a young man has no idea what you're talking about? Well, I mean, I handle it the same way I would, you know, teach a young one about the birds and the bees and, and how I handle everything else with my parenting skills. Obviously, I am top notch, as you know from this listing on the show. Obviously, um, I just informed him it is a being happy from the waist down. Look at the clock. What does it look like when you say six to midnight? Okay. And he just, uh, I think he blushed a little bit. Because it started with me saying, asking him, of the players coming in, including possibly Monty Bates being on that list, which one makes him go six to midnight and which one makes him look like George Costanza coming out the cold water? You could have easily avoided this by just by just saying <laughs> which player are you most excited about and which one doesn't really do it for you. I'm sorry, should I walk in there? I'm, I'm, tra- I'm Trevor. Have we not met? <laughs> I mean, you could have done the Trevor thing also and just say which one moves your needle. I did use that, and then just let that hang I in mean, the balance. I, I used that slogan at one point. I'm sure the low light of the day was uh, that wasn't the low light of the day. <laughs> no, no. But of course, then somebody texted something about sequels and said Debbie does Dallas too, and he didn't know what that was either. Oh, I, had to, I had to inform him of that. The kids. These I'm just days. corrupting this poor kid already. I mean, I also was not born <laughs> when that movie came out, but I, still I mean, the title the alone should give it away, right? <laughs> what do you think she does? Uh, Happy Oaks Day, folks. <laughs> Happy Oaks Day. The low light of the show was him saying how he wishes he was alive to see Elijah Wan play for the Rockets. Ooh. And I was like, wow. That one kind of cuts me deep. Too. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I was young, but I was, I was I had very a driver's much alive. license. <laughs> <laughs> they were winning titles. <laughs> I was very much alive. So, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a deep cut right there. Yeah, that, that one stung a little bit, but, you know, it, it's all good. He's, he's a. Good kid, a Chargers fan, a Rockets fan, an Astros fan, accepts the cheating for the winning of the World Series. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, he did a good job. But we're happy to have you back. Did you uh, Tell us about yesterday's third. Kidless day for the Rutherford. Kidless day. I mean, that, that, that alone there should give us a good first hour worth of stories, right? It was. We were thinking about it when we were going to – we went to brunch. We met friends at Lemu, Lemu for brunch beforehand. It's nice. I've had dinner there before. I've never have done. I, I can take it back. I had done the brunch before. It's a good deal. Good food. What great di- drinks. What great difference service. is a brunch menu from a regular menu? I feel like it's more of a combination between lunch and breakfast. Once again, not just a clever <laughs> name. Clever name. <laughs> certain breakfast foods are available. Certain lunch foods are available. Sometimes you have sort of a cool combination of the two. It's it's nice. It's kind of like you know any hour at McDonald's. It's kind of like a late breakfast where drinking is permitted. You should enjoy brunch. You should. Okay. You would thrive in a it's good brunch. It's basically breakfast with alcohol. Is what you're telling me. Yeah, kind of, kind of. But if they serve it at a time where you don't have to feel guilty about drinking it. Six in the morning or eight in the morning. Pretty much. That's the that, that's the entire. She wanted to meet me at ten a.m. at a bar. I just figured she's a raging alcoholic. That's the entire appeal of brunch. It's okay. drinking before noon sometimes, but classy. It's making you feel better. <laughs> it's like when you're playing golf and you're drinking before noon. It's like, well, we're on the course, so it counts. Like, well, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Not really sure how that works, but I'm I'm not gonna fight it. I feel like this is a scene in road trip where they talk about it's cheating. It's okay if you cheat if you're in a different area code. I look for any <laughs> excuse to drink before noon these days, and if it's gonna be golf co- course, if it's gonna be brunch. If it's going to be the track, then I'm all for it. Okay. And yesterday was it, it was nice. We were talking about it on the way to brunch. 
it was the first time that I had done something away from the kids for like more than an hour that wasn't work related in like four months. I'm Maybe since it's been that long, I thought you'd be longer than that. I it may have been since like John was born. Years, yeah. It's been a long. I mean, I went on a golf trip when we started the show. Oh in yeah, September. you did do that, yeah. Um, but since John's been born, like very, very little time away. It's been it's been tough. So I knew Mary I was, just took a trip recently. She went to well, she a day trip. Like well, she was back that trip. night. Yeah, that's she true, went to yeah. Keeneland with uh, with her girlfriends from from uh, college a couple of weekends ago. Um, but I, yeah, I hadn't, hadn't really done anything like no, like golf outings, no, anything like that. But you two together with that either kid. Yeah. It's been a long time. And uh, we both knew we were going to not handle our alcohol the way that we were the last time we were at the track <laughs> before kids. And, uh, it's exactly what happened. It was a fun time. We had a good day. You didn't go out like, uh, what's his name in super Trooper? He's like open bar, dude. No, it was not, <laughs> I, I didn't go full Farva. Farva. Although bad. I felt like it ran into a lot of people who had nice things to say about the show, which was great. Um, always fun to do that. Always fun to just, you know be at the track drinking period um saw fellow media folks out there it was nice to to chop it up with them for a little bit it was just a fun day it sounds like a good time and, and you won correct i did it was i was a little bit up and down all day had some good win bets early in the day but did not hit my like sequential bets um i had like it was one of those where like you feel bad because i ended up winning a decent amount of money but i didn't it could have been like oh so close to like much more had a I got the very first race. You don't think anything of it, but I had a I singled a horse. The I like the eight a lot in the first, and so I singled it in like a relatively small pick five bet, and it gets just could not get past, which has been a theme at Churchill so far this week, and gets edged out by a nose. And I'm like, eh, you nah. know, tough way to start the day, but what are you going to do? And I look back at it, and that ended up costing me like five hundred bucks because if, oh. that, if that horse had won, I would have hit the pick five for a solid amount. But I can't complain too much because I hit the late pick four. For just south of five hundred bucks, four ninety seven, which nice. made up for the entire day. Pays felt, for everything, right? Yeah, felt good about. It, paid for the entire day. Gave me some ammo for this weekend, which I'm now losing because of the race that just happened <laughs> <laughs> at the start of the show. But and props it, to our weekend ammo didn't last long. <laughs> I'll give props to um for the, for the late pick four hit. I will give, uh, and I like to give him crap because I always joke that I'm better handicapping than he is. But David Levitch gave me his picks yesterday, and and I would not Name have hit. Dropper. I would not have hit the late pick. <laughs> Uh, for if not for his nine in the last race, so he gets all the credit for that. Check him out, horse guy. Uh, the Paddock Prince is the God. What a pretentious uh, Twitter handle. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never stop making fun of him for it. But uh, he is uh, Paddock underscore Prince on Twitter. We got to put that underscore in there. Yeah, he he's a. I think the horse capper is is his website. You can check it out. Uh, he sells picks every single day there. Uh, he's also doing stuff for HorseRacingNation.com. Man knows his stuff. Like he's he's all about it. Always has do been. You put the underscore in there because there's already another Paddock Prince. I would guess so. I mean, it's the only time anybody puts numbers or underscores in their name is because there's a, a duplicate, correct? Yeah, I mean, usually, unless you just want that in there for some sort of space. But you just, or, I mean, I would say it'd be kind of. Wouldn't that be also fall into the lines of pretentious? But then you get that's look at your name to begin with. Yeah, Paddock Prince. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, he's he's the horse capper. If you want to check it out there, uh, horsecapper.com. His picks are it's a it's a good deal. Um, he wins more than he loses. I'll say that, which always is not always the case when you get uh, these types of sheets. And if you bet the right way, he's usually going to make you some solid money. So props to Levitch. He definitely hooked it up yesterday. So, so last night, was this just a day thing for you and Mary? Or was it, did, did, did like the, I assume it was Virginia and my boy was with, with, with uh, your parents or her parents? Your no, parents, they're with our, our usual babysitter, oh, okay. um, Angie. So, so this couldn't be an overnight thing. This was... No, we did have friends who, like, their parents were taking their kids for the entire night, and I was like, oh, I mean, I would have done that if I were you. I mean, take advantage of it. Well, we already had somebody, like, we're going to a party tonight, so we already have, like, another night out. Okay, so you're doing, instead of doing a full one-night 
free, you're doing back a day and a night back. Pretty much. Back. Okay. Yeah, just to just get out a little bit. So our babysitter for today, Madison, is staying late with the the kids, and they're gonna try. She's gonna try to put them down, which is God. Godspeed to her because the nighttime is when like that's when you get Does really she need worried. My advice. She might <laughs> because putting them down. It, I don't know how it's gonna go. I'm kind of terrified for her. But hey, if, if we get home late and the kids are still up, then what are you gonna do? But yesterday they did well. They were excited to see us when we got home. Good. Um, it, it went well. Uh, we went to dinner afterwards. Like that was nice to have. What'd you have? I mean, the nice little sit down. Or we actually like went back rallies? to Havana Rum because they could see us. It was like the same place we went last weekend, which was fine. <laughs> but we had a big group, so we won't. You know, look at you, just like me, a creature to have it. Yeah. By the way, new streak going. New streak with Arby or Chick Fil A now. Yeah, I had Chick Fil A yesterday too. Two in a row. Two in a row. Okay. You do. Uh, this happens in cycles. <laughs> I can't. You're gonna bring. I, I think on track. If I got your schedule down, I'll see an Arby's bag in here. I'm gonna say late September. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know if I'll go to Arby's after Chick-fil-A for the next streak. I mean, I don't – it probably won't be McDonald's, that's for sure. But the problem is there's just not too many places, like, between here and my house that I can stop at and know I haven't plenty of time with. You know, and when I say time, I mean because I leave my house at 2 o'clock. Yeah. I wake up at one forty-five. The only thing that I'm happy about I, – I can't get over this eighth race. The only thing that I'm happy about – still bitter about this. Yeah. I thought I, mean, I felt pretty good. The five, I mean, Irad couldn't find a lane there. But the nine that won was ridden by Luis Saez, who is on my boy. Charge it tomorrow for the Derby. So let's get a little hot, Luis. I've been very critical of your ride in the Florida Derby. It was the best horse. Didn't win because of you. I'm just saying it. White Barrio was not the best horse. Uh, but let's get some momentum going. Winning on a fourteen to one to kick off a late sequence. That's a, a good start. Make get sure you get be- hot, Luis. Make sure you bet him to place tomorrow because you know he's not winning it. Oh, he's winning it. Cyberknife's going to win it. The extra distance, the added distance. Well, you know, I don't know if you listened to the Car Chronicle podcast today. After not hearing, not knowing any of this, Danny, a.k.a. Podcast Trevor, also revealed his pick as Cyberknife for I mean, the Derby. I mean, we're just two brains. Just in lockstep. I mean, the man with two brains over here. We, we look like Val Kilmer, too. And the first text that came in today uh, just said this, because I was going to bring this up at some point. After listening to Dan on the pod this morning called uh, Brandon BHH, BHH, Brandon Hunter Hatfield, three times in 30 <laughs> seconds, what are the updated odds for the upcoming basketball season on who's going to mess up names more, Dan or TK? I think Dan is plus 100 <laughs> just because he usually refers to players by their first names. Lock it in, DraftKings. <laughs> I like how, is, is going by BHH a thing now? It's going to have to be. I mean, I've, I've been doing it just because I, I I only do it because I'm afraid to screw up the Hundley Hatfield name. You know, I just got it right there, didn't I? You've been pretty good about it. I have, but I know there's going to be a Hatfield Hundley at some point. Texture says <laughs> Shib Kabosh. <laughs> Shish Kebab. Uh, Texture says, Unks to your knowledge, Trevor began the show by talking trash about you on a hot mic at the opening. Did you? Did I? Did that happen yesterday? Did I talk trash about yesterday? But on a hot mic, apparently, at the opening of the show. Probably. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> what was said, Texture? Let me know. Yeah. 502 Let me know, too. I don't remember. Thornton's text line is 502 <laughs> This bleeping guy. <laughs> this total bleep of a bleep. I hope he's getting his ass handed to him at the truck right now. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's tax line. Let us know your questions, your comments, your concerns. If you're listening to the show today, God love you. I, I know that this is a – almost everybody's off today. I drove in here. It felt like it was a Saturday afternoon because the traffic is just – Tell it to Westport Road. Everywhere. People are everywhere. Uh, but it's Oaks Day. There's no business, no schools. So if you are listening today – God love you. You're a diehard. Let us know your thoughts, whether it's uh, you know basketball-related. If you have horse racing thoughts on the Oaks tonight or the Derby tomorrow or just any of the prep races in between, 
Let us know. Do I need to pick an Oaks horse? When's the, when is the Oaks? Tonight. Can you name an Oaks horse? I mean, Walter Brimley? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the Oaks commercials. <laughs> not, no, no. That's not an Oaks horse. The Oaks, actually, I was excited because, you know, the post time is 5.51. I was excited because we were going to get off at 5.20 so I could get home Settle in, watch the race before and not be too rushed. So now we're going to watch it here, and so now we're going to watch it here, like right as the show is ending. That's that's you get to share it with me. No, Mike, please calm down and control your excitement. Well, you're talking crap about me on a hot mic, apparently. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this now. It makes you feel better. Anything I would have said, I probably said to you on the air with you in the other room anyway. I wholeheartedly believe that. <laughs> I mean, um, what? So can you? So you can't name an oak source. I mean, try me. Tell me, uh, give me a name, and I'll tell you if it's real or not. Well, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, is is here's what I like. Is Gary Stevens still a jockey? No, still alive. Yes. Okay, good. Hall of Famer. Yeah, he does uh, TV stuff now. Okay, Pat uh, Day's still alive, right? Pat Day's still alive, and he's but he doesn't he doesn't ride anymore, right? No, he's very old. He came on our radio show back in the day. He's very into like Christian ministry stuff, okay. spreading the good word. Good for him. Um, I like, and this is a. I, I wish I could be more because I feel like usually with the Oaks I'm pretty good and I, I take horses that aren't the favorite like usually it's an eight nine one and I, and I feel like I've been doing real well in recent years but this year I've got two things and it's the two favorites right now which I feel terrible about if it doesn't if the rain holds off which it's been kind of holding off all day and it's not too sloppy I don't know if you saw I, I know it's been lightning. going now I know it's been going now just hit, yeah. but if it, if the track stays somewhat dry somewhat just like damp I like Secret Oath uh, the D Wayne Lucas horse if it's Sloppy and you're looking for a mutter. I'm placing a fairly large amount of money on Nest. What was his mother a mutter? Mutter was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. Father was a mutter. Ooh, that's a grandfather good. was a mutter. I heard. And who's the mutter horse again? Nest. N e s t. I read Ortiz on the on the jog. Who I just kind of crapped on for not finding a hole there in the last race. But can I, can I pick an Oaks horse? Yeah. Can, I mean, I don't oh, you want to do this? I mean, we want to do it right now. You want to do like, I mean, well, we can do it right now. Well, who cares? Do we have anything else to do right now? No, nothing. Um, Any news? Anybody else commit? Do we get Bay chat? No. Okay. Then okay. Then give me the horses' names. Let's talk about Amani Bay. <laughs> um, okay. Number one is Secret Oath. D Wayne Lucas. Louis Size is the jockey. Louis Size, who I just said, is my on charge it for tomorrow. I'll be honest with you. You know how I name golfers, and you're like that guy retired in 1992. Yes. That's how I'm with jockeys. Like, I guarantee you every jockey I can name off the top of my head it probably has been retired for the last 15 to 20 years. Do you think you can name an active jockey? Is Luis Espedito still around? Well, not a jockey, so. Am I close on that name? You know who I'm talking about, right? I think Espinosa. Yeah, that's the dude. No. No? <laughs> what about Ruben Martinez? No. No, that's my buddy's dad. He won, He came in third in the 77 Oaks. Props to him. <laughs> yeah. He's still mad. He's like, Mom had to hook up with an athlete. She picked a freaking jockey. <laughs> All right. Let's pick your horse. Okay, come on. So All Secret right. Oath is the the one. It's, yeah. it's currently the co-3-1 to one favorite. This is a good betting race. You're not going to have an overwhelming favorite. Yeah, I'm not worried about the favorite. I'm worried about the names, and I'm not big on okay. that name. Nostalgic. Ooh. You are big on nostalgia. Yeah, but I hate nostalgic grab. Here's the thing, though. So Nostalgic is number two, and Jose Ortiz, the jockey, was at Blind Squirrel on Monday. Oh. For the E.J. Clark show after us. You yeah, were there with him. I was. I saw him there, You yes. were in the presence of Jose Ortiz. I, he, had, he had an aura amongst him. Was it purple? It was oozing. I'm kind of liking that. So Nostalgic, okay, okay. Nostalgic. Close enough. Number three, Hidden Connection. Ooh, that's a good name, too. Okay. okay. Number four is Nest. Yeah, I'm not a big Nest fan. Number five is Goddess of Fire. Eh, no, not like that. 
Number six is Ujuri. Ujuri. No idea how to pronounce it. <laughs> you sure it's not the name of the Clemson quarterback? No. <laughs> Good joke. I like that. Thank you. But no, passing on him too. Number seven is Echo Zulu. You keep saying him. These are all female horses. How do you all know, fillies. How do you know they're all fillies? Did you go behind and lift up the dinosaur skirts? Do you know what the Oaks race is? It's a horse race. It's a horse race for all fillies. Really? It's the, the derby <laughs> for only female horses. Are you messing with me? No. Is this new? No. Why has it got to be all women? This the way the Oaks race. It's what the Oaks is. Seems kind of gender biased. Well, <laughs> it is. I mean, is it, all, all, is it only men in the Derby that I know about? No, Phillies can run the Derby. Several have. I'm a, okay. All right. This is all. These are all. These are all <laughs> female. Honestly, horses. news to me. <laughs> Number seven is Echo Zulu. Uh, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not down with her. Number eight is Venti Valentine. Nah. Number nine is Desert Dawn. Eh, no. Number ten is Kathleen O. <laughs> give, give me my Kathleen O face. Oh, Dude, oh. <laughs> I would have bet a million dollars that was coming. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad she didn't. It's like the <laughs> it's like the office episode where they go on the boat ride, and he's like, he's, he's like bet. Michael goes to the front of the boat and says, "I'm the king of the world." In the first fifteen minutes, or I give you my next paycheck. Right when I said Kathleen O, I would have guaranteed an O face comment. You're making me joke from laughter over here. Stop it. <laughs> Number uh, eleven is cocktail moments. Ooh, I don't know why. I just picture Tom Cruise. I knew you'd like it. Number 12 is Candy Raid. Yeah, that's a good one, but I don't, I, I don't know if that's my favorite. Number 13 is Shahama. <laughs> no, we're going to pass. And number 14 and final horse is Turner Loose. All one word. Turner Loose. Like turn her loose or turn her loose? It's a play on words. Turn her loose, but T-U-R-N-E-R. So it's kind of like PetSmart? Yeah, kinda, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the exact same thing. I mean, what's PetSmart might own the horse. I don't know. Is it PetSmart or PetSmart? They're involved. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, okay, I'm leaning towards nostalgic. And okay. um, oh, what was the other one I said I decently liked? You liked uh, Cocktail Moments. Yeah, that was the other one. Okay, so who's my jockey on Cocktail Moments? Cocktail Moments is Corey Lannery. Kenny, cool. Kenny McPeak is the trainer. Is Brad Cox doing any of these horses? Brad, well, uh, Brad Cox is on uh, Turner Loose. No, no, we didn't like that name enough. I, for some reason, I think that sounds like a Kathleen Turner movie. We have um, Kathleen O and Turner Loose in the same race. Ooh, coincidence? I think not. That's your exacta. Kathleen O and Turner <laughs> Loose. I think I'm, because he, he, was at, he was at the uh, Bronze Score with us. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go Nostalgic. Okay, there I'm it is. Feeling, what, what's what's my odds on this one? Twenty to one right now. It was fifteen to one morning line. Those odds have dipped a little bit. To can you 20. bet? Can you bet for me over there? I can bet for you. Can you give me uh, five across the board on it? I will give you five across the board on. So you fifteen trade. bucks. You owe me fifteen bucks. Okay, you mean I can give you cash or Venmo either one. We'll call it even. It's fine. <laughs> wow, you're nicer than Rouse. He's like, where's my money? No, I mean, I track all day. I just want to have fun. <laughs> Talk everybody. Now I have a reason to watch this race. I'm the guy who does like the group pick five, and if I have to eat like 50 more bucks because we don't have enough people, they don't want to pay as much. I'm like, hell, let's just do it. I want to have fun. Like that's, I, I, I just, I love group bets. I love, I love getting people involved. Twenty to one. I'm gonna pay off nice on that, right? If you, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't like the horse. I don't love the horse. Um, <laughs> you know, I like how you went from like to love. You know I, I, I'm trying to, you know. <laughs> Personally, the horse, I downright loathe it. I like setting a little safety net. I, I like, you know. Putting a little pillow down before I slam somebody on the on the floor. Um, Sounds like I should have gone with Kathleen O. Not a big. I like <laughs> Kathleen O a lot. Kathleen O is a good horse, but we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Texas says it's the. Oh, 
it's the mildest trash talk ever, but remember, I'm the guy who's taking Trevor when I launched my own show, so I have to plant that seed. I don't even know. <laughs> Somebody's taking me? This is the person who said that you were talking trash about me on the hot mic at the opening of the yesterday show. And they're going to now take me away from you to do their own show? I guess. I, I mean, are they going to pay me? Probably. Well, then you might See have. Ya. You might have. Oh, it also depends on what time said show is. True. Like, if, we're, if we're going before like noon. Then You've done morning show before. You can't go back. Yeah, I don't think I can go back. I mean, I could, but I don't know how long. I, can. I mean, the last one I did for three years. So, and then I kind of tapped out. These are the texts that I was hoping to get by saying everybody's working. A couple Thank of you. sucked all three years. Texas says, not everyone's off today. Thanks for helping me finish off the work week. These are the, the one. This is what I was trying to bring out. I want to make sure that the people who are working were hopefully going to entertain you for the next two, three hours. I mean, Troy's even here working today. Troy, well, he's, I think he's leaving now. But I think he's already left. Actually. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, they have Jeff's Donuts out there for us if you want to grab some. Ooh, donuts. Yeah. Jeff's Donuts is great. Fantastic. Nickname of a rock star. It's just a guy named Jeff. Jeff Donuts. It's the guy who's always out there, just like <laughs> hanging out. Be a, cool, be a cool band name, right? It's good. Now on stage, Jeff's Donuts. Ross says, "Mike, let me venue, let me Venmo you four dollars for the Kathleen Turner Exacta box." Now, if it hits, <laughs> if it does hit, now I'm going to be very kind of upset. Uh, Ross also says, "My ass is still working and plugging these quotes all day." Ask Trevor about how he nicknamed Amani Money Master Bates. Oh my god! <laughs> I walked right into it. I walked right into it. Well, that's off of a that's a that's a reference to a movie. You ever seen the movie The Toy? No. Where uh, Jackie Jackie Gleason, his kid's spoiled. He want he want he doesn't know what to get him, so he buys him. No, this won't fly today. <laughs> He buys him Richard Pryor. Okay. <laughs> he, okay. And it makes Richard Pryor like his toy. Well, you're right. <laughs> Would not fly today. But the best part, probably shouldn't have flown back then. But the best part of the movie is that the kid's name is Bates, and so the the, uh, the they call him Money Master. No, the, the, the butler calls him Master Bates because oh, the whole movie. God. <laughs> I. It's actually a pretty funny movie. When this show has been going on for like ten to fifteen years down the line, you could probably come out and be like, "Hey." You know how we've been doing the show together for a long time, and I'm always talking about these obscure movies. I've been making up 75% of them, <laughs> and I totally it. believe And I'd be like, yeah. I mean, there was a thought in the back of my mind all this time that this was probably happening, and I don't, I've just been going along with it. I don't know if you could say obscure for a movie that stars Jackie Gleason and, and Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Now, I will tell you, here's an obscure fact. The kid who played Master Bates mm-hmm. went into porn as he got older. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, right there with the middle daughter from Family Matters. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's take a break. <laughs> you guys have been texting, and I applaud. I appreciate I'm pleasantly surprised by the number of texts we're getting today. So we'll answer some of your questions coming up after the break. More uh, Oaks Race Day talk. Uh, Trevor will keep spreading his horse knowledge. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited about it. <laughs> like, little-known gems. Like, did you know the Oaks Race is only for Phillies? We've, we're we're crawling. <laughs> Covering all the the insider territory here on the Mike Rutherford Show. We'll be right back after this here on This is all like Lady Luck songs today. 
Actually, just TK Faves. Oh, this is TK, it just happens to coincide with horse racing and oaks and I, betting and luck. I can't think of any time I've ever not walked around like Vegas and been humming this song. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. Is this just the beginning? My life is gonna be beautiful. I just, what, what movies did your mind go to when you hear this? I got two. It's not even in the movie, but I think about Swingers. I don't know that one even come to my mind. It's a good call, though. Is it not in the movie? No, it, it starts off with the... Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Swingers, actually. It starts off with another song like this, but I can't remember what it is. I go to Vegas Vacation. Okay. And the other is Fools Rush In. Ah, that, with, that the, is good. The, where he, when they have the honeymoon. That's and, right. Very... Is it, it, we both great. I like Fools Rush underrated, In. Underrated movie, right? Agreed. Best, Ma- Ooh, best Matthew Perry movie, though. Not a whole lot of competition. I mean, it's either that or whole nine yards. Never seen whole nine yards. Okay. I mean, it's okay. It's I, I'm going with Bulls Rush in myself. I like that I check. I just glanced at my Twitter mentions, and the, all, all I see is people being like, did your sidekick really not know that the Oaks is for Phillies? <laughs> I swear I did not know that. Is it, is it really that bad? Texas says the Trevor Learn segments every day are fire. Like, I mean. It's pretty bad. Is this common knowledge? It, it's not <laughs> uncommon knowledge. I, I would venture to say that of the people listening to the show right now, whether it's stream or radio variety, I'm not sure there's one that did not know that the Oaks race is, is for Phillies only. <laughs> Why don't they call it like the Philly Oaks? Well, it's just the Oaks. Like that's just, <laughs> I mean, what, I think I, most people just know. I, you know, I got to redeem myself. I do know fact the Derby is only for, oh crap. Now it's a two or three year olds. Two. Three, three-year-olds? There you go. Okay, cool. I almost tried to brag and then I screwed You're up. playing a dangerous game right now, Kelsey. <laughs> I am. Uh, it, is three, it is for three-year-olds only. Yes. Okay. Um, See, I'm not all, all that unknowledgeable. Texas, now uh, <laughs> uh, th- that song always makes me think of Vegas Vacation. Now tell Trev to start clapping and sing that. No, we're not doing that. We're not. Trevor, stop. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. I still don't get how I don't have rhythm in that. Uh, Texas <laughs> says, oh, this is your mailman. He says, Trevor, hey, Trevor. I, what's up, Terry? Terry, my guy, he lives at my old house. Yeah. Still gets mail from my dad, apparently, even though we moved out like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, he's, Terry's got a good memory. Texas says, Trevor, try that Pizzaville right there on Goose Creek in Westport if you haven't already. I'm not delivering that to you, though. <laughs> hey, he dropped off my new WWE t-shirt today. There you go. What was it, Gangrel? I don't I don't know why, because I don't order. I don't really watch WWE as much, but someone sent me this back around, like uh, I think it was on April 19th, and it was... Um, Randy Orton and a guy named Matt Riddle's in a group called uh, RK Bro. Matt Riddle is infamously known for his uh, his habits, left-handed cigarette habits. Uh, so the shirt says RK Bro 420, we're going to smoke you. Uh, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so I thought it was a cute shirt, so I bought it. I know it's probably not going to fit me, though. Thank you, Terry. But shout out to Terry, yeah, my mailman. <laughs> I love today. My mom goes, by the way, our mailman's name is Terry. I guess he said something to her today. <laughs> Love it. Did you know? Have you seen? I don't know if you saw my tweet about who is at the Oaks today. Who's at Churchill Downs right now? Oh, do we have a celebrity list? It is a, I would say, infamous college sports persona who directly was a main villain for the current, still going on U of L sports season. Well, I was going to say Grayson Allen, but that you just eliminated. Think along yeah. those same lines. 
Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, Baycock. Armando Baycott. Yeah, Baycott. Sorry. Is at Churchill Downs taking pictures <laughs> with people. Is he really? And I'm saying, I mean, he probably sticks out being both six eleven, and he's got that big hair. So. Not hard. To, yeah, not hard. Probably not hard, hard to, to notice. Him. Yeah, I've had multiple people send me pictures of of them with him. If, How? I mean, if his level of luck in this city so far this year is any indication, just find out whatever he's betting on and tail it. Because he's going <laughs> to find the winner, or he's going to like kick them and get them disqualified trying. I wonder how much, I mean, how does he get to the Oaks? I mean. He's had a busy week. So I don't know if you saw, he's apparently, part of his NIL deal is he's acting on that Outer Banks Netflix show. He's got a role on that show. That's part of his, yes. <laughs> he's, he's not going to get a TV spot. He's playing a character named Mondo on that show. And I mean, credit to North Carolina, man. They take everything one step up, don't hey, they? Like they don't have to ask I mean, anything. they didn't they didn't make you have to take classes for two and a half decades. Now you're you're we're giving out car dealerships. We're like two years behind already. When they get an extremely lenient punishment from the NCA, they don't just take that. They're like, No, we want no punishment. Yeah. We're fighting you back. And then they get it. Like they they get everything they want. They do things the they don't do things the right way. <laughs> they do things the way that you should if you want to be successful. So Armando Baycott is at Churchill Downs. He also this morning was in Lexington working out with Oscar Shibway. I don't know what that mm, connection is, but they showed it. There was a picture of them together where they're both like they're like, We're getting back after it. And I will say, like, Shibway, if you look at his hands, like it looks like he's holding a Chuck E. Cheese ball, like like, like a, like a <laughs> is it like the Andre ball. holding the beer can exactly picture, it's, it's, picture? Like and, and Baycott, I know is a, is a large man as well, he but is. his hands on that ball do not look nearly as large as Sheboys do, which is why Sheboys probably a lot better. But probably it was like, that was interesting. But that is he's interesting now he's here. now at the track. I don't know what's going on. Like is this is this the nil life that everybody's going to be living now? Just flying <laughs> around from event to event. Taking pictures, acting. Like, I mean, he's got a cameo. Let's get him distracted. Let's get him distracted before next season so he hopefully won't average a double-double. I mean, come on, Louisville. Where, where, where's our boosters at? Which, by the way, I, I don't know. You probably saw this. The the uh, the NCAA and the coaches are now just like, wait a minute. Neil is out of control. Yeah. Who didn't see this coming? We're going to retroactively <laughs> punish people who have NIL. Just like, well, good bleeping luck. Yeah. You guys are already like 0-75 in court. If you want to go back and lose some more, that's probably going to happen here. <laughs> you can't go back and say, well, there were no murder laws 25 years ago. But now, guess what? You're going to jail. <laughs> you were drinking? We've banned drinking now. Prohibition's going back into effect. All of y'all are going to jail. <laughs> Everybody at Churchill Downs this weekend, you're in jail. Done. Oh, man. It's not going to work. It's going to be a hell of a raid. It's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, just the, in, the the level of ineptitude amongst the NCAA and the, the things that they decide to do never ceases to amaze me. I mean, if, if anything, like, let's focus on like the future and like getting actual rules down so we don't have to keep going back year after year. Exactly. To, I get it. Yes, they pushed it in. They, I mean, there was NCAA didn't didn't want to govern anything. There's like one rule is that you can't use it to recruit. No one gives a bleep about that rule. And yeah, it's gone amok. And do you see Satterfield by the way came no out and straight up said that he thinks that Tyler Harrell was tampered with, tampered with by Alabama? Of course he was. Of course, I mean everybody knows it, but the fact that Satterfield was willing to say it, I was like, okay, I, pro- I applaud that. Like, yeah, coming out there and kind of taking a shot at Nick Saban. Is it? it kind of. I mean, is it, it is sour to grapes to do it though, or? No. Okay. I'm not. I'm just. I, I think I it's calling say, a spade. I think it is. I'm just saying. Do you... I think it's calling a spade a spade. Okay. A- everybody knows what happened. Yeah. People seem to be unwilling to bring it up publicly because they're worried about the backlash. I mean, unfortunately, we're not getting the headlines that the kid from Pittsburgh is getting. No. That's. But it's the same thing. It is. And Satterfield was like, "Yeah, he was tampered with. Clearly. Yeah. I like it. 
<laughs> it starts like screening our calls and stuff. I know. <laughs> Texas says after reading that Bates wants to be a point at U of L and Hunter is visiting Gonzaga, I'm leaning towards losing both. Well, Bates. Bates. I, I didn't read. I don't know where that came from. Th- this came up on yesterday's show too. That he wants to be a point guard. Dalton Dal- mentioned when I when I talked about him being a three or even four in small lineups. He said he he referred to Bates as more of a one two three. Even though he he's you know, he, like I I kind of agree with him. There's really no reason to son put numbers on positions anymore to a degree. But yeah, well there is because if you watched him play last year, you it, it was painfully apparent that he's not a point guard. I didn't and they think were playing he was, but yeah, they I mean because th- that was the whole deal. Like I haven't read anywhere, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It's probably behind a paywall site that I don't pay for, which is any of them. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> Well, I pay for the athletic now. And, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but like the rivals in two four seven, I don't have subscriptions. So I, if if it's been said there, I haven't seen it. I know that before he went to Memphis, the a big part of the deal was they told him we want you to play point guard. Like he wanted out of high school to play point guard in college, and Penny came and said we want you to be kind of like me, like big point guard making plays, mm-hmm. like using, and it, it was, was a disaster. Seven. Like he he's he may get there at some point in his career. He is not a point guard right now. And all you have to do is watch one five-minute clip from any Memphis game where he was actually playing early in the season to realize that. He averaged a full turnover more than assists last year. He was playing woefully out of position. I mean, he can get away with playing the two if you want to put him there. He can certainly play the three. He can probably play a little bit of the four. He cannot play the one. And I don't know. I hope that Kenny Payne is not promising him time at the one because it's going to go – Exactly like it went last year. Like he handles the ball well for a six nine player. He's a great passer for any, any anybody, but he's not quick enough to create. He's not he's not a point guard. The decision making was woeful last year. That's something that has to be improved on. And I, I mean, I hope that we're not doing that. I hope that we're not telling him, yeah, you can play the point guard here. How angry will you be if it, if it comes out that we got Bates because we told him that, and that led to Hunter going somewhere else? Insanely, because it also was going to mean we're not going to be very good next year. <laughs> He's, he, I mean, he may get there at some point in his career. He's not a point guard right now. I mean, I, not. Could, I could see telling him, you know, we could let him, you know, sometimes play point on a couple positions here and there maybe. Maybe you can initiate the offense in a half-court set. Like, yeah. that's fine. Like, we'll have certain sets where you're, the, the ball is going to start off in your hands. Which is probably the only reason he wants to be point guard anyways for that reason. I mean. But if he couldn't handle the pressure of American Athletic Conference guards. Sort of Houston, who's pretty good. He, I don't think, was playing in those games. He actually never played. Yeah, right. They never because they beat Houston three times, and it was all without him on the court. They lost to UCF with him. They yeah. lost to SMU with him. They lost like East Carolina with him playing the point. Like you're right. If you can't handle that, you ain't handling the ACC backcourts. You're not handling what we're going to see in Maui. You're not going to handle Kentucky. You're not handling no. Western Kentucky. Like he's. I want him to come here. Don't get me wrong. I've been, I, I, I will remain firm on what I've been saying all week long. He's not a point guard, and if you play him here at point guard the results are going to be a lot like what we saw last year. His best asset still, even though he didn't shoot it great last year, is his outside shot. Let other people create for you. Let Do what you do well. And I, I know he's, try, I guess, trying to showcase his skill set for the next level. Yeah, but at the next level, if you can just show him you can shoot the ball, They'll find that's all you, you need to know. Yeah, They've, Everything else is just gravy to the NBA. If you can shoot threes, you got a job. Anything else, I mean, if you can do other stuff, Great, sweet. You might get more minutes. But if you can shoot a three, they will draft you, and they will give you a spot. Now, on the Tyrese Hunter front, I am a little bit concerned at how much people are saying that, that Tennessee's kind of got their, their hooks into him. Where's Tennessee come from? I mean, they've always been a player. I kept hearing – I thought it was us in Kansas. 
it's it's also Gonzaga now because he's going there. He's taking an official visit. He's going to walk. In. The, the set, like we are going to be his last visit if he does not commit before he gets oh, to his last visit, which is always good. you're playing a risky game. Is Hakeem Olajuwon all over again? If he gets there, I think we have a good shot at locking him up, sealing the deal. But is he going to get there? When does he get here? When's he scheduled to be? Here? I don't think he's officially scheduled. He just says uh, where he's going to find a date later. He's got scheduled visits for everybody else lined up. We had we should have brought him. He's already been in weekend. Tennessee. He's going to Gonzaga. He's apparently still considering taking an official visit to Kansas. And then he says he's going to visit Louisville, but we're going to be last. That's not good. That's kind of like the oh, if I can, if I have enough time, I'll give you a call. I mean, we've. I don't. I don't like that. I kind of liked it more when it felt like it was us or Kansas because we have. Yeah, we're maybe. in sort of the same boat. Gonzaga, it, you can say, look, I mean, we're Gonzaga. Like we we needed guards last year. You saw it's the one thing we were lacking. We would have won a national title if we had a capable backcourt. You can be that guard for us next year. We've got everybody else coming in that's going to be fantastic. Um, we might get Drew Timmy back for another year. We'll see what happens. Mm. Like it's a it's not a I'm tough assuming sell. Assuming Chet already declared, right? Chet's gone. Yeah. Okay, I hadn't seen him declare, but I assumed it's yeah. inevitable I mean, he's anyway. The first or second pick, it sounds like. Yeah. I get why you would go to Gonzaga. I get why you would. Potentially, I was gonna say I get why you would go to Tennessee. I don't get why you would go to Tennessee. I'm sorry. If it's, if it's, <laughs> if it's Tennessee or Louisville, the only thing that would hold me back is not being able to play in next year's NCAA. Can we get BHS on BHH on the phone with him and tell him why he shouldn't go to Tennessee? Help us out here. BHH. Come on, bud. Tell, tell him why. Listen, I was at Tennessee. The grass isn't greener on that side. Trust me. We need some guys to get you the ball, BHH. Let's let's get him. Yeah, come on. Texture says, since the summer months are boring around the Ville, can we make Trevor just do embarrassing things? I said we make a we film a music video with Trevor singing and dancing to Milkshake by Khalees. <laughs> My milkshake brings other boys to the yard and life is oh, wait a minute. How's it go? They're like, it's better than yours. yours I can teach you, you but, but I have to, to charge. charge. Milkshake was a beat back. I don't know why, but I always picture that when when Peter and the guys go to prison and they have to they make Peter drop his yeah. the thing. That. I think that was what was that was based on. <laughs> that was, I think that, that text was fueled by that little clip. You know, you're one of the few people that can actually understand the, the random reference of Family Guy when I bring it up. Texter says I'm headed to Georgia to surprise my mom for Mother's Day. Y'all uh, are, y'all are making the last leg bearable. Happy Derby, fellas! Thank you. Thank Hope you. your mom doesn't listen to the show. Otherwise, it may have just been spoiled that you're going there to visit. She probably her. does. And if you do. We love you down there in Georgia, Mama. I don't know the person's name. And so thank you, Texter, for again reminding me Mother's Day's on Sunday. Okay. You uh, said something to me the other day and it reminded me, and I was like, ooh. I got. I still got to get something. I, 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 I had to buy a gift. At this point, like, my, um, if, if 42, do I still have to buy Mom a gift, or can I just, like, like I don't Give know. her a knowing nod? I don't know. What's the alternative? <laughs> what what <laughs> were you going there? Hard. I mean. Wake up like, huh. <laughs> nice little point, you. <laughs> you know what you did. You know you're a great mom. Your day. Hey, happy day to you. Oh, you. This bump. <laughs> All right, I'll see you tonight. High five. Up high. Down low. <laughs> Texture says the, the thing on uh, Bates was a paywall post about Bates, and apparently Payne said no to being a point guard here. Good, well, good. Good job, Kenny. I would, as much as I. Hey, happy Jack. Happy Jack. I think that's uh, that's uh, your son's horse because John Jack he's he's Happy Jack. Yeah, I like Happy Jack. I'm taking. I want to bet Happy Jack tomorrow as well. I asked Virginia to pick a number for her horse and she picked three, which is Epicenter, who I think has a very real chance of winning the race. Probably is going to be the that's favorite. I was like, goes. you front running little girl. <laughs> what are you doing? What did I teach you? Nothing. Um, well, you didn't, she's named Virginia. I mean, she's already got the name of a winner. Yeah, true. <laughs> One time. <laughs> As much as I've said this week that I think the like, like the juice is worth the squeeze of the money base, the, yeah. the reward outweighs the risk. 
if this is the case, if, if it's if it's guaranteeing Amani Bates that he can play point guard here or not having Amani Bates, the choice to me is extremely easy. It's not having Amani Bates. Because he, what if it's Bates as a point guard off the bench? No. Okay. He can't he can't play there. He cannot play there. Like I I, I can't emphasize this enough. He does not right now have the skill set to be a capable point guard at a high level in college basketball. I mean, I would. We think, saw it firsthand last year. I, I just, I, I just think. I mean, with him coming here, we are just log jammed at that wing position that he plays. I That's mean, fine. And and, and but I he can can't see play the point. Using him as maybe a backup point. Well, he's not going to do that either. Like if he's if he's making demands like this, if he's saying, "I'll come, I want to play here, but I want to play point," it ain't. I'm, I want to come off the bench to play 15 minutes a point. It's I want to be your point guard. And Kenny Payton's not going to guarantee that. Uh, he shouldn't guarantee that. If one, if he was that good at playing the point, trust me, it, would be, it wouldn't be just us and DuPaul asking for him. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go run the point at DuPaul. I mean, that, <laughs> that's going to be that's, – that's a good fit for you if that's what you're saying. If he goes to e- EMU or DePaul, it's, you have to think that they said, okay, be the point. Because if I'm one of those well, two, yeah. if I'm one of those two schools, I'm like, sure, whatever. I mean, uh, you, the fact that you'll bring attention to the school alone will we'll make up for the fact that you're, we get to let you play point guard because we're not going to win or anything. If he or the people around him care about taking a real run at like becoming the player that people thought he was going to be back in 2019, Louisville's the only choice for him. And I say that not as a fan. I say that somebody who just is analyzing the situation and saying, this kid clearly, I think, has an issue with himself off the basketball court that's been written about Brennan Quinn said like a lot like he's very you know he's fiery he's he's a workaholic on the basketball court but away from basketball he like he kind of has a hard time figuring out who he is as a human being just because he's always known himself as Monty Bates the, the basketball player at least since he's been a quote-unquote like you know since he hit puberty since he's been like <laughs> of age as a young adult and I, I think that when that's the case and basketball has become so much your life and you've been so overwhelmed with what's going on and so much so that you can't find any sort of work-life balance and the, the hangers-on, the, the sycophants around you are making it exponentially worse because they're pushing you because they want to make a lazy buck, Kenny Payne's the best coach for that situation because he's handled these exact situations time and time again and formed true relationships with the players themselves, gotten the most out of them, pushed the, the sycophants to the side, overcome all the white noise and help these players become the best they can be. And you hear that about every single big time player that came through UK. You hear about that with every single player at Oregon that he forged relationships with. They all say the same types of things. And if you want your kid to not be a flame out, Louisville's kind of your last shot at this, I think right now. Because if you go to DePaul, like he's going to do the same thing that every four or five star talent that's gone to DePaul in the last 30 years has done. He'll put up decent numbers on bad teams. He'll not get any better. Like, he hasn't gotten any better the last couple of years. DePaul's going to finish last or second to last in the Big East. You'll go pro. You might get drafted. You might not get drafted at this point. And your career's probably going to pan out the way that it looks like it's going to. If you, if there still is a superstar somewhere in Amani Bates that's being overshadowed by all of this just excess weight and stuff, I think Kenny Payne and the situation at Louisville is the best opportunity for that superstar to come out because – it's a Paul. He's not going to get any better at Eastern Michigan. He's not going to get any better. It's going to be Ipsy Prep all over again. We we talked about this the other day when we, we were bringing up you know uh, the SI coverage of like the the next great thing and how majority of them did not reach the expectations short of maybe LeBron and, and maybe another one or two here there and there. 
is Bates on path to being the biggest bust of all those? Like the kids who are on the cover of Sports Illustrated? Yeah, or just in general, just next big things. I mean, because Ben Simmons was don't get me wrong, Ben Simmons has been a total bust. He got a lot of hype. But he, but he was still. I mean, he, of the year. he was productive in college too. I mean, he he had the one sure, good year. Sure. I mean, they weren't very good, but and he's been a bust since after the one rookie year. But I mean, you talk about all the hype. I mean, if we're talking just basketball, because Ron Paulus, I mean, is always going to be the big <laughs> football, the football side. Hey, don't make Ron Paulus. Four, four Islands in four, four years. years. Um, <laughs> if we're talking basketball, like the the string of like the next, like because. I mean, there's usually a next We've done one. this way too much where it's like, he's the next in line. He's the, you know, we, we talked about Jabari Parker. He was the next in line. Marvin Bagley was the next in line. We, we've gone to the point where it went from being, he's the next Jordan to now he's the next LeBron. I mean, we, yeah. we're we down the line of the next. I mean, right when I said that, I thought, no, but Harold Miner was still pretty good in college. Baby Jordan. All of these guys that we're he, talking about. He was a about, lottery pick. Like, all of these guys that we're talking about did not pan out to become anywhere near, like, LeBron-ish. But they all were good college players that became highly drafted pros. Exactly. And Bates, you're right. I mean, Bates' first season was not, like, Jabari Parker was great at Duke. Yeah. He maybe was not, he didn't show signs of becoming the next LeBron. But he was number two pick in the draft. But he was very good. Marvin Bagley was fantastic at Duke. Top about four, but I think he went three or four, I forget, yeah. I mean, even Sebastian Telfair, like, played in the pros for a fairly lengthy period of time and put up some numbers. Shortest lottery pick ever. Amani Bates looked like a average at best college basketball player yeah. last year and that has to be taken with a grain of salt that is he was a 17 year old for most of those games but if he is like a durant slash lebron caliber type talent you feel like you still would have seen more of that as a 17 year old last year playing in aac schedule exactly and i i mean he hasn't improved the last three years which I mean, kind of the writing sort of feels like it's on the wall there as far as his if his game hasn't developed at all from where he, when he was 15 years old like is it really going to just take a gigantic leap forward at any point like I think he's still based on what I've seen from him I think he can be a very good college player I'm far from certain that he can be ever become like a NBA all-star slash even NBA starter at this point I mean when you when you say he's the next fill in the blank and there's a lot and there's one every other year I mean that's that's pretty bad. I mean that might be the worst. He's got a twenty four inch standing vertical. What you? I think someone texted that in that you you said that at some point, or maybe you, you wrote that in an art, one his, of your articles. His Memphis Pro Day measurables, like they are, and, and I know that you can overcome stuff like this, but not when you're. They list him at six nine. He's he's everybody says he's six seven. No, that sounds about right. When you're six seven, have that skinny frame, and you can't. Like you're not very quick. You don't have a great wingspan. His hands are very small. His does he does his wingspan not even match his height? It doesn't. He's got the T Rex arms going. I mean, I and I can relate. I'm the same way. You've got to like like you can be a very good niche player. Like if he if he becomes a forty five percent or forty percent three point shooter and you're six seven, you can get that shot off pretty liberally. Like you can be a very good college player. You can carve a niche for yourself in the NBA. What you can't be is one of the NBA's handful of like 12 to 20 superstars like that's just you have to have more athleticism than that and he doesn't and he's and I also don't think that he's doing the right things off the court when he's away from whatever college program that he's playing for or is going to play for to really improve his game you say a 24 inch vertical standing vertical 31 jumping vertical didn't Bradford Smith have like a 47 inch vertical he was up there 
Do you know who has the fun question? Because I just talked about this the other day. I wonder what my standing vertical would be. The highest standing vertical in the history of the NBA Combine. Now, keep in mind, some people, not everybody who goes through the Combine no, does stand, the stuff. Standing vertical is like the... You I, don't get a running start. Like I, you're, you're I, standing, I always picture Heath you bend down, jumping up and hitting those hit little, thing, yeah. little things. Yeah. The, high, the, 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 the highest standing vertical in the history of the NBA Draft Combine is Pat Connaughton from Notre Dame. A white guard from Notre Dame has the highest standing Who's vertical like three, in the history of the draft combine. That's I love insane. it. And I love that he was like, yeah, not not so sneaky athletic, am I? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, that dude's a baller. He also, I mean, draft. I like it. Yeah, he played for the Blazers and I played for the Bucks, I believe. And had a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Played pro baseball for a year after getting drafted. Like, he was a, just an absolute badass. Wore Superman socks for uh, every basketball game at Notre Dame. Didn't trust fall when he got starting lineups. Dude's a badass. I love him. Yeah, that's a, you're winning me over on that one. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, more talk about Imani Bates' vertical in hour number two. Also, how many more bets can I lose while we're on the air? What we'll my, find out. What do you think my standing vertical would be? Like two to four. Um, 24? Two to four inches. Off the ground. Wow, you're being generous. I think so. <laughs> Mine's not that much better right now. Uh, hour number two is on the way next. It's the Mike Rutherford Show in 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Tell me quick, ain't kick in the head. Hey, it's perfect timing. That was Brad Cox right there. I don't know if you saw that. He was he did the equivalent of like, have you ever seen a golfer when they hit a putt and start like they walk it in? Like Brad Cox was already walking towards the winner's circle when those horses hit the last turn. Like he knew. I mean, the eight there, um, whatever her name is, Matt Treya. Huge favorite. Is that, he, is that Brad right there? That's Brad. He knew she was in a yeah, perfect spot there for, to win the eight bells, and she did. The, the favorite romps there. Even money. It's been a chalky day at Churchill Downs outside of the one race where I needed it to be to be chalky. I still can't get over the eighth race. I'm still upset about it. Why is the horse that the guy's interviewing so much bigger than the, the race horse? Because it's an outrider horse. Well, I mean, you don't want that much weight. Wouldn't it be more powerful though? No, I mean, it's like saying. Like, I mean, that's what they were scared wouldn't about. Wouldn't Shaq be a better sprinter than Manute? Like, uh, I mean, what? I mean, they remember who thinking of what's the who's the Jamaican? Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. I almost called him Manute Bolt. <laughs> Manute Bolt. Yes, I would take Shaq over Manute Bolt in a race. In a race, uh, <laughs> I mean, the fact that one's alive. Uh, but the, I mean, isn't that wasn't that the whole plot of Secretariat? Was it like um, his heart was bigger? Man of War was like huge or something, or wasn't Man of War? It was. Uh, well, you need to be a admiral. certain size, but you can't be too big. He was like nineteen hands. Yeah, you, you have to be. You want to be a certain size, but you can't be overly big. But like anything else, this is, this might be a stupid question. Okay, but when they say like the horse is like nineteen hands, does that mean that like literally like a human hand? Yeah, straight up. Like, but what about if like like so? But a horse could be. Are you messing with me, by the way? <laughs> I love Trevor Talks Horses. <laughs> You're screwing with me, aren't you? No, no, Because no. I'm thinking, like, wouldn't a different hand size be a different judgment? Like, if you if you do a horse by my hand, it could be like 25 hands. No, it, it, it's it, it's a fair question. The, the they have a basically 
a hand in horse racing measurement. Somebody can check me on this if I'm not. Okay. I believe it's just like four inches. So it's like a standard set hand. Like they have like a, a straight measurement. It's not like, <laughs> well, he's 19 hands according to Trevor, <laughs> yeah. but only 18 according to Mike. Yeah. Uh, it's he's it, only a four hand according to Minute. <laughs> it's I, I think four inches is technically qualifies as a hand, and that's how they measure. That's going to make a bad joke right there. Blah, 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 I know. Blah, blah. I, yeah, that, <laughs> the opportunities were all over the place there. Oh yeah. I wonder why, why do they do it that measurement? Why don't they just say inches? I couldn't tell you. Or why don't they do like the uh, like over in Europe when they do when they do stone? I like stone. Forty two stones. So you it's want, always a cool weight measurement. Are you right? also in favor of the metric system? I mean, I don't understand. The only time the only thing I know about the metric system is when I'm on Gene Snyder. It's like the Westport Road exit is in one point two miles or three point two kilometers. You know why is the Gene Snyder the only one that puts the exits in kilometers? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Not really. I don't think uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. I have. I remember looking at it while I was on the side of the road one day. There you go. <laughs> I was like, huh. So the eight bells just went off. Uh, the, the favorite wins there, Brad Cox, even money winner uh, in the ninth race at Churchill Downs, ridden by Flavian Pratt, who is uh, a little bit of a day. It's man, I'm gonna bet the late pick four. I need I need it to save me again, like it did yesterday. I'm gonna go big on it. Let's make this happen. What, what number race is the uh, the Philly Oaks? The the Phillies Oaks. It's like the women's WNBA game. Um, <laughs> it's the twelfth race. So we've got two left before we get there. And it'll be post time is set for five fifty. I take it back. It's the eleventh race, so we've got one more before the Oaks. Um, five fifty one is the tentative post time, which Wait, means one race in the next hour and forty minutes. I know. Once they well, once you get the national TV coverage, they want to lengthen everything out. Oh, everybody get their bets Lord. in. Everybody get their TV package in. I mean, the, the betting lines. Do you have you like you've bet at Churchill Downs before? Yeah. Oh yeah. Been a while since I've been at Church Downs, but yeah. I would wonder if you you strike me as the type of guy who would be old school in that even though it's much easier to bet on your phone, you can you know not risk missing a bet because you're in line. I feel like you would want to go to the, the window. Oh yeah, and like get the money in hand because as much as I like the the easiness of being able to bet on Twin Spires and being able to like look at races and not being worried about I've got to get in line at this time or else I'm not going to get my bet in before the race starts and all that stuff. There was something about handing the ticket after you won. And like getting the cash in your hand, like you're, seeing you're how much bragging it's, a little bit. It was yeah, like I mean, it was so cool, like just like having that, like seeing the actual transaction happen. It's a little bit different than just like seeing it pop up in your like account number on the on a phone app. Now I don't know if I, I last time I was at Church Announce, I, I did use one like one of these little machines to place bets. Yeah. But if I remember right, even you still when got you, the ticket. You still had to get the ticket and right. go up to the yeah. It's kind of like when you go to the sports book in Southern Indiana. Like I can place the bets on the machine, right? But you have to, but to get cash. cash I got to go say. But I kind of like it too. Like I mean, you get to flaunt your chest a little bit there. Yeah, like, yeah look, look, I got a winner. Yeah, it's like, like, I'll, like I'll walking out of the room at a party. Like everybody high fiving you. Yeah. My uh, oldest brother Paul, who's like a horse racing fanatic, always has been. He spent like a. He, they actually they wrote about him in the Courier and they did some story on the New York Times. He like in his free time he just loved horses so much he wanted to be. A hot walker in one of the barns, which is like you get up early, you just like walk the horses around before they start doing their workout. Yeah, no, that's the thing Toby McGuire thought was beneath him. In exactly, yeah. and that's what and that's what my brother, who's an attorney, like wanted to do in his free time at five in the morning during weeks. And so he went. He started that's when working. You just walk with, around a little in the circle, right? Exactly. Yeah. So he started working with Carl Nasker, um, and he was the hot walker for Street Sense, who won the 2007 oh, yeah, Derby. Remember, yeah. And so, like, if you like look at pictures of Street Sense winning, like my brother's right there. I like, gave him a kiss like after he won, like nice. all, this, all this cool stuff. But so I naturally, because I was invest in the horse like i made a 
decent win bet on Street Sense. And this was before, this is 07, so it's like before the apps were prevalent. I'd never used an app. And it was after Derby, and I wanted to make sure that I cashed that ticket. Because, you know, <laughs> you always say, like, eh, I'll go back and I'll cash it at some point. And then you forget, you know, and like, I wanted my money now. Like, I, I wanted, and so I, I wait forever to cash the ticket. I get my money. I missed my ride home. I'm stuck at that Arby's on Central <laughs> Avenue for like five hours after Lucky. the Derby. It was terrible. <laughs> but I, I wanted that feeling of getting the money in my hand, you know? You should. should probably would have gotten more, It's not as much getting the money in your hand. It's the showing some another person that yeah i picked it right yeah, yeah. you, you want to lay all those 20s out yeah those, yeah those are going in my pocket <laughs> yeah so you want to you have no idea who this guy is working or or lady working at the window they'll never see you again you'll never see them again but it, you want them to know yeah sending a screenshot of my pick four hit to my friends yesterday was not nearly nearly <laughs> as fulfilling because yeah. they also just don't care they're like cool I'm like yeah i know i'm sorry yeah, you, you know no one <laughs> What's worse when you, you, you brag about your, your gambling success to your friends or your fantasy sports success to your friends? Probably gambling. Because, like, my friends, too, and I, I noticed about them, too. Like, if I show them a winning ticket, like, oh, my God, I won $1,100 on a pick four. Like, they're like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And you know in the back of their, their minds, they're like, you're going to give it back in three weeks. And they're, and they're right. Like, it's like, <laughs> screw you. I just lost that much. <laughs> yeah. Unless I take the money out of my account right now. It's gonna be. It's gonna be gone. I mean, both seem very annoying. Like, because no one wants to hear about how great your fantasy football team is. Well, fantasy, I, I don't care at all. If a, a buddy of mine does hit for like two thousand, I'm genuinely happy for them. I want to know that. Yeah, I, I had a guy hit. Yeah, a friend of mine texted me a, a nice parlay he pulled for a couple grand one day, and I was just more. Yeah, I guess it was happy. I guess it was more also like, I wish I'd bet that when you called me before you made the bet, I would have put some money on it too. Yeah. Uh, Texter says. I'm assuming this is a UK fan. Um, <laughs> Why does it say Calipari's awesome? Well, no. it's The De- first four texts in a row, the first one was, are you as interested in this weekend as usual? And my answer would be, uh, yeah. It's, it's a, I feel like it's a little bit different. Just, I don't know. Things How? have been... I mean, just because the last couple of years were so weird. I mean, this is, should be more to the norm, right? You'd think so. I don't know. It's just been, it's been different for me. Like I haven't been quite as into it as I have been in years past. I, I don't, and I I can't tell you exactly why. But then the next text is Satterfield is such a crybaby. <laughs> oh, because oh, I'm I'm sorry. Listen, really, pot. Hello to kettle. Did you not see Stoops making comments as well? Yeah. I mean, about nil and everything. Come and then on. he says, "I didn't want y'all to get Bates earlier this week. Now I'm begging Bates to go to U of L." <laughs> a little bit. That's a little bit too much. And then he does send in an interesting tweet, a picture of a tweet that says, "It's crazy to think that at one point, team loaded the AAU team had Oscar Shibwe, Armando Baycott, and David McCormick on the same team." Ooh. Did anybody score around the rim on that team? Did they play them all at the same time in a zone? And also, who played guard on that team? Is there anybody? I'm trying to look at the picture of the team. Like, is there anybody who actually handled the ball? Imagine just starting that front line and just putting them on a zone across the bottom pack line. I mean, there's. Just... I'm looking at this picture. There appears to be a small girl in the middle of all these players celebrating something, holding a giant wad of cash, which is, <laughs> which is just fantastic. Is this, is this another Ashton uh, cash cash phone? It might be incident. I I don't recognize other. I, I want to know. Mark what, is still on that case. I hear that looks like Mac McClung. In, as one of the guards, it might not be. It's the only white guy on the team. Maybe I'm just stereotyping because I'm like, oh, it's it, it's Mac McClung, the only good guard that was coming up on the AAU circuit in those years. Um, but it does look like him. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I have to look that up. Team loaded. Well, so it's not just a clever name. Not just a clever name at all. Texas, what's the uh, what's the deal with Armando Baycott at the Oaks and Derby, and how about he comes to the gym and get ran out? I mean, he's gone to Lexington to, to, to play. But then again, apparently he has a connection with Oscar that, that we just established. What is Baycott doing? What, what, what's, he's just living the life. 
He's just doing like a celebrity tour. I mean, now we know why he came back to North Carolina for a year. I, I mean, mean I think would. about it. think about it. if you're if you're if you're if you're him, you had two options: go announce you're going pro, which right now he wouldn't. He'd be used to be playing a gym, working out and lifting weights and trying to get ready, or come back to college, make probably about the same amount of money you would as your rookie year, if not more, like, and, and get to be a celebrity. Contract. Yeah, don't work out. Don't 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 act. Don't. I mean, you can do some workout, but. You're not working your butt off like you would if you're heading to the NBA draft. I just remember remember when Tyler Hansborough came back for the 08-09 season, and which, by the way, was the last time since Oscar Sheeway's return that we had a National Player of the Year come back for another season yeah. of college basketball. Like I remember this was like when college basketball blog stuff was kind of getting big, and one of the big things from that summer, like blog posts, was a video of him jumping off a roof of like a frat house into a pool at a pool party. And all I could think about was like, I was like, yes, like the, like that's a fantastic life that you'll never have a chance to like like he is the god of Chapel Hill North Carolina yeah. and any college campus that he goes on for this summer slash fall slash next winter like you I, I get that he's leaving money behind the, on the table but if your family doesn't desperately need that money you'll never have another opportunity in your life especially when you're like Hansborough like Shibway who you could, you could play in the NBA for a little bit but you're never going to be like the man in the NBA like you are in college basketball why not just soak that up? If and he can. ended up being a lottery pick and playing in the NBA for a few years. And making look exactly. cash. Yeah. So that was the big draw. Pacers probably reached for him, but nonetheless. That was the big draw 15 years ago, was you can like jump off roofs into pools at, at frat parties. Now it's you can star in TV shows and go to the Oaks <laughs> and go to the Derby and, and fly around the country during your offseason and make all this money. I'm like, yeah, not either way, not a bad deal. Only question I have is when he jumped, did he yell, I am a golden god? Hansborough? No, because yeah. he's too... I don't think Hansborough understands movie references. I dig music. I can't see Tyler Hansborough <laughs> ever making a solid joke. He just always strikes me as just... You don't think so? Just constant stick up his butt. Like, I just mean, he always... Al- he always did have that expression on his face look like he just smelled his own fart. Always looked constipated. Yeah. Always... I, I feel like he would just take any conversation back to basketball. Like, yeah, you like you like that movie? I I scored 18 points one time against... <laughs> Gonzaga in a Maui Invitational. They game. let me have twelve fouls against Louisville in 08 Eastern Conference Finals game. God, they did. At the same time, he was so good in that game. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have to worry about fouling out. He was so good, killed us. <laughs> Texas says U of L would really make a splash by hiring Gangrel as the wrestling coach. <laughs> Do we have a wrestling team? No. Louisville? Step one, get a wrestling team. <laughs> step two, step two, I- hire Gangrel. <laughs> step three, profit. No. Step three, get a bag with a money sign on it for all the all the winnings. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Texas, yeah, I just saw that oh, about the uh, the Trevor doing Khalees milkshake. Says, yeah, I just saw that episode of Family Guy before sending that text. Oh, that what I knew was? it. I knew That's it was influenced my... by that, that that clip. I knew it. My milkshake brings all the boost to the yard. Texas says, Trevor's quote of the day. Excuse me, pot say hello to kettle. <laughs> I did that right, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> pot meat kettle. Kettle meat pot. Um, but wait, pot goes the kettle because the kettle goes pot. Two of my friends got into a like a huge like like their brothers uh, got into a big argument. They're probably listening right now. Shout out to Tim and Danny. They Trevor Danny, not Trevor Danny, different Danny. <laughs> they got into a fight over the saying. You have you ever heard the saying like he ain't heavy. He's my brother. Like you can't throw him. Like I, I trust him as far as I can throw him. Okay, I know that. Yeah, I don't know about the first person you gave there's me. A, I mean. There's a song and a saying like he's not. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. And they got into a fight over whether the saying was he ain't heavy or he's not heavy. And my buddy's like, they were. It's a saying from the 19th century. They weren't saying ain't in the 19th century, which is patently false. But just like having this argument in the middle of an, a Derby Dam, like this is what Derby Week's about in Louisville. This is what you do. This is what. This is why you go out. This is this is this is everything. 
drunken arguments about semantics from 19th century. Science. I mean, I don't think the original phrase involved the word heavy anyway. I, mean, I always think of it as I only trust them as far as I can throw them. Right, but it's a it's a product of that that overall statement. I didn't know there was a fuller version. There is. It's out there. And it's the, the debate is whether it's ain't or not. Or not. Yeah. So it's, it's he ain't. I mean, the research was done on both sides. I just pretty much giggled like a little girl the entire time it was happening. <laughs> Who won? I mean, nobody ever wins in these. Nobody. It's like our NIL discussion. Nobody ever actually wins. I mean, <laughs> I mean, at least you just uh, end up stopping. At least nowadays, like I mean, twenty years ago, you have this fight, and there is no re- you know resolve. You don't have the internet to at least look it up. Yeah, that's the one perk about the internet is like, like I mean, twenty years ago, you get in an argument and debate over something, and there was no resolve. I mean, there was just. You know, cutthroat, fists being thrown, bottles being broken. At the same time, I hate when I look something up and I, I see that I'm wrong right away. Oh, and mean, then, like, because I do the same thing every does. single time. I, I'm, it's usually me on the couch with Can't my find wife. It. Me on the couch with my wife. And I'm like looking up, and like, I'll see it right away. And I'll be like, hold on, hold on. And I'm like, I'm thinking about how I'm going to play it because I have to at least admit partial defeat. And I'm like looking for some sort of like. Something like, that like goes closer to your proof. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like both are kind of okay, but you're actually sort of right. Like, and then invariably I just end up having to be like, yeah, 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 you're actually right. I'm like, I'm like, I miss the old days when I couldn't be proven wrong so quickly. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Texas says Amani Bates played a point guard on that AAU team. That's what I was thinking when you bring it up. Six nine, he'd be six nine point guard. Hey, I'm glad it worked out on the AAU front. <laughs> it is did not work out for him at Ipsy Prep. Did not work out for him at Memphis. It would not work out for him at Louisville. Feel bad for the little the, the lesser AAU team that he go against that, that front line. Well, if this <laughs> so the texter is saying, and I, I'm taking the texter's word for this that this is all coming from a a paywalled story that essentially Amani Bates wanted to play point guard, but Kenny Penn said thanks but no thanks. If that's the case, and there's still some doubt out there that this could be like a deal breaker, why are all of these predictions for like are people just jumping the gun on a money based? Maybe they don't pay for that subscription. But I mean, it's it's people (laughs) across subscription services. You've got rivals people doing this. You've got twenty four seven sports people doing this. You've got people who just aren't even for a subscription service who are just national media members saying they they're hearing it's almost done. Like that kind of throws me for a little bit of a loop. I mean, maybe that's just tells you that they also know that Bates has brought this up to other schools and they've also told them the same thing. I, I Which wonder, I find that hard to believe that Eastern Well, we know Michigan he brought it up to Memphis last year. And Memphis like, was okay with letting him do Apparently, it. Apparently, it was widely reported that that was part of the deal with, yeah. with them signing him was, you'll play point guard here. Like These are the types of deals that we used to not give kids. I wonder if it was part of the deal for... for, for uh, for Michigan State, who that was who he was originally committed to, correct? Originally, he was committed there. I don't think it was. Michigan State was shocked that he committed there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just, I'm wrote, starting to feel more shocked knowing more about Amani Bates now. Yeah, I mean, I wrote about it at the time. Like <laughs> nobody thought he was committing anywhere, and even when he did, like the general reaction from people at Michigan State was cool. He's never going to play college basketball because nobody ever thought he was going to play college yeah. basketball. And now here he is. Well, he barely did. But if he, yeah, <laughs> if he's trying to play point guard somewhere, if that's part of his deal, then. I I side with Kenny Payne on this. Like you can't. Maybe he's good enough to get some reps, some time at the point guard, and prove that he can handle that position. But you don't. After what you saw last year, you don't guarantee that. Because look, facts are facts. When Amani Bates was playing point for them, when he was playing big time minutes, they were nine and eight. 
when he stopped playing, they won 12 of 13. Yeah, they were very good. They went from clearly outside the NCAA tournament and a complete disaster, Penny Hardaway calling out the media, all that stuff, yep. to a team that was safely in the NCAA tournament and, and damn near beat Gonzaga in the second round. And dominated, I'm, I'm, I don't think dominated Houston both times, but beat them pretty decently in both their meetings after that. It's uh, I'm not saying that it's entirely Houston's because... Houston's a good team. But Amani Bates, at point, was not a fit for them. Yeah. And when they took him out of the equation, they got markedly better. I'm not saying that Imani Bates can't be a good player who makes your team better. I'm saying he can't do it at the point right now. I mean, if I'm Stan Heath at Eastern Michigan, I'm like, you want to play point? You want to coach? Do you want to do Stan Heath? Yeah, you say take 40 shots a game. Do, do whatever you want to do. Do you want my kids? Do you yeah. want my name? Do you want me to call myself Stan Bates? I don't care. I mean, Come be an I, eagle. Yeah, just I'll, you can have whatever you want. Do you, do you want me to kick this kid off the team? Go ahead. Do you and want the, you want to, you want you want my car? Here's my car. I mean, and then he'll probably leave after four games. <laughs> probably. They just showed uh, Armando Bacon on wave three. Apparently. That, that ain't him. No, this, this is the USA. <laughs> this is the USA coverage. Okay. Oh, it's on USA today. The actual races are. They have live coverage from NBC on Wave Three, but they can't show the actual races. So we're watching the for USA someone coverage. who really loved... that was Mike Smith, by the way, not Armando Bacon. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like that. legendary jockey when, Mike Smith. When he said Bacon, I was like, that don't look like him. <laughs> the flopping's even more impressive now. He's a hell of an actor. Yeah, I was gonna say um, that must have been a wig he was wearing. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not happy with the USA covering the sports thing. I'm not either. Because I mean, honestly, p- best part of my afternoons when I was awake in the afternoons was my SBU reruns on USA, and that's been taken away by sports, and that's not cool. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not like I can't go to three other websites where I have all 30 seasons. I was on going there. to say you can find them. Pretty- it's on Peacock. It's on Hulu. It's on Netflix. That's not the point. Texture says, does USC tampering with Jordan Addison of Pitt make you feel better about Tyler Burrell? Well, Tyler Harrell. Scott Burrell? Remember I mean, UConn? No, player? it doesn't make me feel any better. Like no. We all know this is going on. I'm not happy that we lost our best wide receiver. I don't care if everybody's tampering with everybody. It changes nothing about the fact that Bama took our best wide receiver for next season. It bothers me that this, this them doing it with him has gotten like a national like you know headline to in a way. But Alabama did it to us, and it didn't get a peep anywhere. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's like, I mean, no offense. I mean, I know, I know, you know, your boy from Pitt had like a hundred catches for like two thousand yards last year. But come on, I mean, our guy's good too. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It's not our fault that he was pr- not properly used. <laughs> yeah, and Addison was properly used. I mean, if he had, if Pharrell had Kenny Pickett throwing the ball on a deep route again, he would have been well. I would say he would have caught more, but he did drop a few. He last. dropped a few. Yeah. I do love though that like everybody who's seen nothing his, was worse than when it actually gets to him and he drops. Yeah. it. Like, I've loved that everybody who's seen his highlights, like all the national people who I guess didn't know a whole lot about Tyler Harrell, because why would you pay that much attention to Louisville last season? They're yeah. like, they're like, how did this guy only have 18 catches based on these highlights? I'm like, well, <laughs> well, that is the highlight reel. All 18 catches. Some mistakes were made. <laughs> yeah. That's how you end up at six and six with the, with that <laughs> offense. Uh, yeah, it was it was not. Uh, we probably should have thrown the ball a little bit more. Texture says, "Did you hear Jack Harlow take a shot at Calipari on his new album?" I, I saw the clip, but it's not really a shot that much at him. He says he gets like five stars and like, yeah. like Calipari. It's actually more of a compliment. I thought, yeah, someone was like, I, I think I heard the the lyric. It said, uh, "Hotel five star, like going to Cal." It's like, but I'm young, Patino. I'm good in both towns. Yeah, and I think the only reason he referenced Cal is because it rhymes with towns, or at least he forced it to. Yeah, I haven't. I, I'll be perfectly honest. I have not. I know the two songs that are out. I have not listened at all to the new Harlow album. I've seen the responses from from some people, which I, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, the lyric we just named is the only thing I've listened to. So, what are you gonna do? Like, everybody's people are going to hate everything. I'll make my own opinion when I listen to it. We'll see. I mean, I'm not gonna listen to it, but I don't. I mean, if you like it, it likes it's whatever. It's, it's your cup of tea. You know, yeah. one, not everybody's gonna like the Oak Ridge Boys Elvira, but I do. I mean, Harlow is. I mean, he's a admitted Louisville fan. Always has. been. I'm gonna root for him for that. I do know that his little brother is a UK fan. Well, his little brother is adopted. His little brother once called me a wannabe Matt Jones on Twitter like seven years ago. His little brother was dropped on his head once. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> when I when I saw. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I saw somebody reference like his little brother being like Clay, and I was like, I, pr- I, I for some reason like that interaction stuck in my head from like eight. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that kid called me out about something. His name's Clay. Yeah, and I was I looked it up and I'm like, he called me a wannabe Matt Jones, like l- like Jack Harlow's little brother. I'm like, I played your brother on the radio before anybody else. This is not, f- but this was before that. This is when he was like a freshman at Ballard or something. These kids, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them, but. Props to him. But they are a divided family, but he is a admitted Louisville fan. Let's, Called Calipari overrated. Let's see here. Who would I rather have, Sylvester Stallone on my side or Frank Stallone? Oh, wow. Now, <laughs> he, now he really hates the show. <laughs> Who would I rather have on my side? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Opie? Uh, or uh, the, the one that, from his little brother who isn't exactly an attractive man in Waterboy. Well, you stumbled all over that. Ron one. Howard and uh, what's, what's Ron Howard's little brother's name? I don't, I don't remember. Know. Who knows? He's been in a bunch of movies. Though. I'll give him yeah. that. He's always a he's a, he's like the background guy in Apollo 13 as well. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I don't know why. It's, I didn't like Apollo 13. I oh, watched it. I love Apollo 13. Okay. In fairness, I only watched it once when it first came out and it I thought it was just boring. Maybe I should rewatch it because I do love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is in my top probably three or four of all of favorite actors. Texas says, did you see Cooley's tweet saying, just be happy for people after the 24-7 story on Satterfield saying it was tampering with Harold? No, but doesn't surprise. Trayvon Cooley's Twitter game is just yeah. not very pro-Louisville. Like, I, I, I know that we Cooley's all... Cooley's even tampered himself. He, like, he's put his own name into places. That... <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I don't know if like Trayvon Cooley just on social media just has to air out his feelings, but he does definitely does a lot of the whole passive-aggressive tweeting, but... I mean, didn't he want? He's the one that would threaten to basically NC State, right? Yes, that's what I thought. Pretty much was like the running back, yeah, yeah. Like he like liked every NC State tweet when he wasn't <laughs> playing enough, and I hate it because I like I'm you know he's got potential. I'm yeah, Trevion can, Cooley fan club no, I president. Like I, I'm a big fan of his game. I just think somebody needs to <laughs> get him off social media or <laughs> channel that stuff. Uh, Texas, how many Louisville players has Harlow named a song after? None. This is, this is a Tyler Hero reference. He named Tyler Hero, but they became friends because they were living down in Miami at the time. I believe that, yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Whatever. And Tyler Hero's, I don't know if you know this, Tyler is actually a Wisconsin fan or a UK fan. He didn't even care about UK. Yeah, he didn't give two bleeps. He just used him to get in the NBA. He, he wanted to go to Wisconsin, but he knew he'd go to the NBA going to UK. Get more exposure. He says that all the time. Oh, yeah. I've, I've talked to him. He's told me that many a times on, off the record. The best Jack Harlow club of all time, though, is the when he's walking off the field at the football game a few years ago. And like the UK mascot tries to give him a high five, and he like fakes it and then throws the L in his face. <laughs> and like Never, these, these UK fans like hanging over, like giving him the middle finger, right? To his, I'm like, <laughs> like well done, man. I haven't seen that. I kind of looked that up though. Oh, it's great. It's, you can find it pretty quickly. He also was asked in an interview, like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when like this comes up, that comes up, and the, John Calipari was one of them. And he's like overrated, overrated. I mean, is he officially past Jennifer Lawrence as our as our as our as our superstar fan? She's kind of faded in the background a little bit. I mean, he also so. The Lawrence family like is obsessed with U of L athletics. Good, but she is like not into sports. Mm. So when she comes, it's kind of just like as a like I I love Louisville type thing. Even a lesser Ashley Judd version. But Harlow actually follows Louisville sports. Gotcha. So like there's there's something to be said for that. I don't. I still he's not as famous as she is, but he probably he's the bigger fan of the two. 
Is he more? Is he not as famous as she is? I would say no. I mean, Hunger Games series. She, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Academy Award Best Actress. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, Har- I'm just yeah. You're right. Yeah, Harlow's getting up there though. He's getting pretty famous, is he not? He is. It's pretty wild. I mean, crazy times. Yeah. Uh, Texas, yeah, I would say yeah. I agree with you though. Texture says Clint Howard. He doesn't even have a fully Clint functional Howard. brain. Yes. How, I should be smacked for forgetting his name, Ron Howard's little brother. I never would have remembered it. I'll be honest. <laughs> never would have remembered it. Thinking of other little brothers. I mean, I, I remember Frank Stallone, but, you know. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, more nonsense. We'll continue this uh, Oaks Day show as we roll on here. The only live sports radio show in Louisville, I think, all day today, maybe. Damn not, right. Not just on right we now. We are a show of the people. We're the here people for you. demanded it, and we were here for you. Yeah. Yeah, I could be at home right now in my underwear, smoking and playing Madden. Yeah, Mike Mike could be at the track making money hand over fist with, with Virginia showing her off to everybody there. Yeah, but no. No, we We're suck it you. up and we come here for you. We're here for you. And we'll be right back here for you after the break. <laughs> you know we wanted to leave early. From another side of time Breaking down the walls of silence Lifting shadows from your mind Placing back the missing mirrors That before you couldn't find Filling mysteries of emptiness That yesterday left behind Cat Stevens We all know it's better On a Friday yesterday One of my, uh, I know I forget what the, uh the teaser, the fire cat, and the teaserman, I think is what the same album is. Probably my I favorite. I think it's Teeth of the Tenorman. No, that's the more popular one. Oh, this is a different one? This is the one that came out after that, which I was always. Gotcha. Teaser, yeah. Teaser and the fire cat. Teaser and the fire cat. Which was kind of, I don't know why I always kind of leaned more of this towards this album. This was had the wind and, uh, uh-huh. And Peace Train on it. The other one that you're thinking of, the more popular one, had Wild Wild World and Father and Son. Uh, Moonlight, I think, was on that. I thought, see, I, I guess I had them reversed. They, they, they're right next to each other. I mean, they came out, one came out. Maybe they may come out before the other. I forget. But this was a, this is one of my favorite albums, Cat Stevens. I'm a big Cat Stevens fan. Oh, I am too. Uh, happy Oaks Day to you. Hopefully your Oaks, your Oaks is going fantastic. Hopefully you're not on at work still or doing anything work-related or school-related. Hopefully I mean, you're partying with us right now. kind of at work, but I wouldn't call it. Did we, can we call this work, really? I, I mean, guess so. Yeah, I, I did like right before the break, Trevor was talking about how we're the hardest working. Like, we're the only people doing shows today. We're, you know, we're working really hard. Texture goes, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Trevor, for working full-time three hours a day to bring us the show. <laughs> you have a hard life. <laughs> I pre- Texture. I'm glad you feel my pain. Look, he gets here at 2.50, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I was here earlier it's than that. three hours and ten minutes. I actually came into the building early today. You did? Well, <laughs> a different type of work was being done. I, was, I think I worked harder there than I did on the show. I'm not, not surprised. I, so I've got to say something. I meant to bring this up um, earlier. But somebody called. Somebody was like, I, I this is a lie. You're making this up on, on Twitter yesterday. But after... It was either Roush or, or TJ Walker. Which, by the way, Roush, why are you posting like a hundred dollar pick three win yesterday? He's like, let's have a weekend, boy. I'm like, pick three, come on, come on. Like, yeah, he's a South End boy. That's like, a lot of money to them. Like, come on though. Like, he, pick three. Like, I mean, that's an upgrade on the uh, above ground pool they're going to put in. Oh, Roush, 
Come on, buddy. Come on. Would you ever have an upgrade boat? I mean, it's, no. No, no, no. I don't know why I just find it like. Unless you're going to build like a deck around it to not make. Yeah, like, with my aunt, that's I what had my friends aunt who did, did that growing yeah, up. Yeah, my aunt has that. That made it better, but that, I did also have a friend who just had like an above ground like circular pool in the middle of their backyard. You climb that metal ladder that breaks after like two months. It's shaking everywhere, and you're like, trying to get in here and like. Get, you know you're gonna like stub your toe getting out of that thing, like just rusty cuts on the side of that pool. Oh. I don't know why I just I, I picture that and I just think like I don't know like you're just like saying I'm an upper class redneck. <laughs> yeah, which is okay. fine. I mean, I guess yeah. I, like I said, I had, I had many friends who had <laughs> yeah. above ground pools growing up. Um, I mean, I've got an inflatable hot tub, so I mean, I guess I can't talk too much. But but so Roush posted the picture I think of him and TJ and Scooter Dingus on the backside. Oh, and great I was greatest sh- pick ever. I was showing it to my wife, and I was I was retelling. She remember she loved the story of you being like Scooter Dingus, like stand, stand up, up. Yeah. and you're like keep going, keep going, and. She found out for the first time yesterday that his name isn't actually Scooter Dingus. <laughs> well, she still doesn't know who Child Gambino is, is Donald Glover either. Well, but she understands the concept. <laughs> of it. She legit thought this man's name was Scooter Dingus when oh, we talk about like it. Like his, his Christian name. I was like, no, his name is Justin. Justin Kalen. She's like, well, then what? Mary had never heard the term Dingus before. Oh no, I love it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That that's one of TJ's favorite words, which is. Awesome that he, he brought it back into my vocabulary because it is a great word. Yeah, dingus. Yeah, like. Yeah. But Mary was like, she was like, I think, I, I, yeah, I legitimately thought his name Scooter's not an unusual name. I've never heard dingus before, <laughs> so yeah, I just thought his name was Scooter Dingus, and that you all actively referred to him by both names all the time for some reason. Wasn't there a TV character named Scooter? I'm sure there was at some point. I'm not what honestly growing pains, but that was boner. That was boner. Yeah, I want to say there was a scooter on some on a TV show. I like back to back text here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Uh, text here, Trevor. Don't hate on the South End. I listen every day. I thought we were better. LOL. And then the very next text. I'm from the South End. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we start getting deep South End. That's why I like to call the days of uh, satellites and septic tanks. That's the that's, when you're driving through certain parts of, like Mississippi. You're like, ah, oh, we're in, as I can tell what my buddy will say, we're in satellite and septic tank area. There are. I mean, isn't it weird how like every state though has those parts when you're driving along? Like you'll even quote unquote nice states that you wouldn't like. You'll drive through parts of like Illinois where you see what well, you that read was what I call them because you know everyone has to have a satellite and a septic tank because they don't have plumbing and cable. Like when we were driving to that golf trip, which was in um, Galena, Illinois, home of uh, Ulysses S. Grant. Really, we were driving through the towns like just that. Like it's 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 legit nothing for an hour and a half until this kind of golf town just pops up out of nowhere. And one of the towns that we drove through. I mean, it's it's nighttime. There are no lights on anywhere. Like nobody's house has light. I'm like, is this a thing? Is this some sort of lockdown exercise? What's like town afraid of, of sundown? What, what is life here? Like, how do they go about? Somebody has turned this into their life. Like, you just drive through these towns and you're like, what? What? What is that? Not that I don't want to get back. I want to continue talking about the uh, the South End slash uh, uh, backwoods of, of America, but. Did 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 Mary appreciate the seeing how short Scoots is on that that picture? By the way, it really drove home the point. That picture is just great. He's sitting on the pole and he's still not <laughs> taller than either Roush or TJ. TJ, who's about my size, not a tall individual, uh, but no. he is still taller than Scoots while Scoots is sitting on the rail. Do they not look like a like a gay couple that adopted a son? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't wasn't the first thought in my mind, but I was like, "Look at the nice couple with their son." Now that you say that, I can see it. A lot of people were like, "Who's the jockey?" He, uh, I think. 
would need to shed some some weight to be a, a jockey. I mean, these jockeys are tiny; like they are yeah. very, very tiny. But the height, and we love you, Scoots. By we, the way, I, Scoots is my favorite. Yeah. He's my favorite person on that show. I've until he took a shot at me the other day. <laughs> Unnecessarily so to end the first hour of KRC. Uh, Texas says there was a skeeter on Doug. Is that what you're thinking of? You know, I bet that's what it was. Skeeter's the best friend. Yeah, I think I bet that's what I had my mind in. Can you name the villain from Doug? The bully. Mayonnaise? No, that was the love interest, Patty Mayonnaise. The bully was. I didn't really watch a lot of Dougs. Roger Klotz um, had the big wavy hair. Remember, I teased to you my only my best memory of Doug, right? Yes. <laughs> we don't need to. Well, you know what? It's Oaks Friday. Whatever you can bring it up. So I'm staying at my buddy's house. I'm doing. <laughs> we're doing. I'm gonna sleep over at my buddy's house. This is back in. This like, is for the diehard degenerates right yeah. here. <laughs> if you have kids in the car, turn, turn it, it down, off right yeah. now. It's Oaks Day. Get the kids away from the radio. I, I, don't, I think I was maybe eight, maybe nine years old, and. I don't know how Doug had just I think just come out, so I don't know how old I exactly was, and I remember staying. We were staying at my buddy Danny's house. I was doing a sleepover, and like I go down the hallway to go to this kitchen to get something to drink. As I'm walking down the hallway, I'm like, "Hey, that's the theme from Doug." I'm like, "Do do 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 do," and I walk in, and like his dad freaks out, but his dad doesn't freak out quick enough to turn the channel on the TV. And I look over, and I'm like, "That ain't mayonnaise. That's not Doug." That's wow. What are they doing to poor mayonnaise? And that was the first porno I'd ever seen. And it had the theme song to Doug on it. Well, hold on. (laughs) And I remember getting a drink, going back to my buddy's room, like, dude, your dad's watching porn. (laughs) He's like, really? The next day. Hold on, hold on. Okay. When you teased the story earlier, because I've never actually heard the full story until just now. All right. I just, you said the first time that you saw porn was Doug themed porn well it was had the theme song to doug playing or it sounded very much like it one i assumed that this was you looking at porn on your own accord and then it was just like one of those because you know they have the the, oh no there's porn out there where it's cartoon characters that are made to have yeah cosplay stuff yeah yeah i'm not into that i'm glad (laughs) (laughs) throw that out there i did not know there was a parent's dad involved in oh yeah yeah because i was a kid i couldn't rent porn at this time and i mean i didn't have obviously but so internet hold on hold on this was just like normal sex with the Doug theme playing for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why they were using the Doug theme. I've got, it, it, I've got more questions now than I had before the story started. And, and of course, you know he freaks out and he changes it, and I'm like, I don't know why, but I'll never forget. Like when he turned like the VCR off real quick or the video off, like the very next thing that came on the TV was the scene where they're walking across the bridge on Stand by Me. Like that's where it went to. The things you remember. <laughs> no, which is maybe why I love that movie. So did you just turn around and leave when that happened? Well, I was. Or did ca- you say like, "Uh huh"? I giggled. Obviously, probably. I don't remember the exact quote I made. What a horrible moment. As as a dad I- now, all I can think about is like, <laughs> as a kid, like I would have been like ten years ago, I'd be like, "That's hilarious." Like, oh my god, I would have told. Now I'm like that poor dad. So that, that poor son of a like. How did he come back from that? I mean, I remember going back to his room and by my buddy's room, and I was like, "I think your dad's watching porn." And so, like the next day, you know, the next day we get up, his dad goes to work. I mean, the first thing we're doing is we're finding this video. Like we just we we combed that entire house. We finally found it, by the way. Oh, you did? Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> you, you mean like a ten year old? I don't care how how good you hide it. A ten year old is finding that porn. That's true. <laughs> yeah, especially in the days before internet. So, uh, and and I can confirm that it was very similar rip off to the Doug theme song. Maybe Doug ripped off that though. Who knows? Little inside joke to all the parents watching Nickelodeon in the 90s. <laughs> what came first? Chicken and the eggs. Do you remember Doug's band from the show Doug? I don't I don't remember a the lot beats. of it. 
I need more allowance. Number one hit. Strumming on a street light. Plugging on a banjo. How do you remember the lyrics to a random song from... Watching little porno. <laughs> Texture says someone made a... Oh, no. Um, Texture says new meaning to patty mayonnaise. Exactly. Like, what's I, he doing to patty? I think that's what you were going for. <laughs> At least that's what I thought of. Texas, someone made a joke and said the jockeys here at Churchill even call Scooter Ding a short. <laughs> Do you think you could sneak into the jockey paddock? No. Okay. Texas says... Oh, it's fa- getting muddy out there, isn't it? it, it yeah. It's like, I haven't been able to look outside. I guess it's, the rain's finally picking up, which I will say, if this continues, and I assume it's going to because we have about an hour until the oak starts, I'm going hard on nest in the oaks. Mutter. 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 Mother was a mutter. Daddy was a mutter. I apologize to Secret Oath. I'm going to have to get off her. I'm going to go with Ness. Um, Trevor, my God. <laughs> what? I didn't even say anything. Texas says, family guy describes the Peter Schmidt plantation as way down south around where you stop seeing Howard Johnson's and you start seeing Stuckies. <laughs> my mom used to love stopping at Stuckies when we would oh, take vacations yeah. on, down south. And they just horrible stuff inside there it's just just horrible i do know that quote he's using and it is very funny by the way it's also very true yeah it is texas says show is now more off the rails than in than the horse in the 20 gate <laughs> look it's oaks friday you mean you have us come in and do the show you know what you're gonna get do 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 this do, is what do, you're do, gonna do. get i mean something like three textures in a row i've sent in <laughs> oh we oh killer tofu i love all of you You've, and all is that three, one of the Doug songs? All three spelled the O-E-O part differently. <laughs> we've got O-E-O, we've got Ow-E-O, we've got A-We-A, Killer Tofu. The beats were jams. <laughs> I see O-E-O, I just think of New Kids on the Block. Killer Tofu. Texas says, nope, still working, not off work. <laughs> Sorry, Texter. I applaud you. I mean, I pri- yeah. I'm glad you guys are hanging out with us. I mean, you are work. You're getting paid to listen to us, so I mean, this can't be too bad, right? Texas says, what do we, the people from the East End call the people from the South End? Mom and dad. <laughs> what? Hold on, I don't get, explain that joke to me. I, I guess kids move to the away east from end, the east end. Yeah. Move, yeah, I guess so. My dad's from the south end originally. Well, he was from where the airport is now, back Highland Park. Shout yeah, out. I, remember I had an uncle who, who he he made a good good chunk of change being moved by the airport where his house was. That's what my we were. Yeah. My grandma was still living in that same house before the airport, and they you know they relocated her. She did not make a good chunk of change. They just forcibly relocated they, her somewhere They else. did that to a lot of people. I know that. Yeah, that that's pretty been a lot. crappy. Some people don't remember that. That's been, man, that's been, what, 20, 30 years almost. It was. I remember going to the house the, for the last time to say goodbye yeah. when I was a kid, and it was, it was sad. It was not It was not cool. It was not a uh, not a good deal for anybody. But Ooh, this, was, uh, this one's on grass. Do you know what that's called? What type of race? Marijuana? No. <laughs> there are dirt races and there are... Oh, turf. Turf races. Oh, yeah. Look at me. Now, I'm assuming in a, with, with the weather being a rain, that shouldn't affect the turf as much as it obviously is going to do the, the, the dirt, right? You think incorrectly. Usually, turf races, when they rain, will be moved to dirt if it's too bad. But apparently, they have judged the turf is safe and so because it's more slick. Do they have like a, like a drainage thing going on in the turf? I'd assume there's some sort of, like, it's a... I mean, we're not going to get, like, a Mickey Mantle getting his hook caught on that. It's not straight grass. Yeah. It's all, like, kind of like, like the, the sports turf thing now. Okay. But you do have, like, when it gets wet, it's far less safe for horses, so typically they'll move turf races onto the dirt if it's too bad. But I guess they have deemed that it's not too bad. Are you a fan of the turf? Who we got in this race, by the way, going I'm on, on the 10. It ended up being the favorite. I don't like the price that it dropped. It was 4-1 to one morning line. It's Irad's horse. Um, 
I bet that. I bet the late pick four. The horse that I'm on is Arrest Me Red. It's a Wesley Ward horse ridden by Arad Ortiz, who has kind of let me down today, but I still think he's the best jockey. In I the heard game. the name Rat, which makes me think of the guy from uh, Fast Times Reach My High, so I like that. It's the 10. Well, one horse is in dead last. By the way, the last race when it happened, Trevor, you, you know the meme of like Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV and be like, ooh, and like people will like, when I see like something that I recognize, oh, yeah, that was you know. when you saw a gray horse in the last <laughs> yeah. race. You were like, ooh, a gray one. Like It literally was like a kid at a pet Here comes store. me on FBI. You're talking about that stuff of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that was you seeing a... I was excited. I don't see many gray horses. I'm a gray. I'm a, I'm a gray horse. Get up there, Rad. Get, Get up, up there. Come on, Rad. He's on the outside. Come on, Rad. He's got good form. What number's Rad? He's the horse that's winning right now. He'd probably be good if I could see from here. He needs to hang on here. I feel like donkey. This would be a lot easier if I wasn't colorblind. That is a twenty-five to win bet right there. All right. Did now, you win? Yeah. Now we're feeling good. All right. We're feeling good. Now we're back. Let's we'll see if the small trifecta bet hit as well. Um. Are you, what, where that. do you where do you lean towards? Uh, are you like uh, are you anti turf guy? Does it bother? Do you care about turf between turf and dirt? I like turf races. I think turf they're easier. And dirt. To, I think they're easier to handicap. But turf dirt, are. But dirt races typically will have bigger payouts. There's usually only what like one two turf races a day usually. Yeah, more than that. Why don't they do more turf races? Some places do. It's more popular in Europe, right? Yes. Look at me. I'm I'm like a like a horse. I'm like, like Randy Moss over here. You would, you would thrive in a European horse market. I'm like Randy Moss, the, the 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 TBG guy in knowledge, and Randy Moss, the football player, off the off the record. There you go. I, I did like that you recognized Randy Moss on TV. I was just earlier. guessing, actually. Oh, you, you were correct. He's still doing his thing. He's the only one I can name of a of a, of a horse racing anal, anal, an, an analyst. Nailed I can't it. Even, I can't even say it. So that was the last race. We got the Oaks coming up next here. Oh yeah, it's my race. About an hour left. I got money on this one. I got to pay attention to this one. You do have more. You have an hour. You got a while to prepare here. We got about an hour until we'll be going off the air when the race happens. Perfect timing. Uh, Should we call it? Very excited about it. Yeah, we'll just call the race. Is, it, is that we're going to get in trouble for that? No. <laughs> Nostalgic is Trevor's horse. If you're just joining Nostalgic. us, I'm going to go hard on Nest I, with the rain out. I, I think Not it's too even. Hard on her. And that's just same jockey. I read her tweets who just won the tenth race. Will be on Nest. I like Secret Oath still a little bit, but a little bit less now with the. Uh, Sloppy track, looking like it's going to be nah, I don't, still sl- sloppy. Nostalgic doesn't mind sloppiness. Nostalgic's odds currently still hanging hanging around where she was, 21-1. to 1. And if you're also like just joining that. the show, Trevor did not know that the Oaks was a race for fillies. <laughs> he kept referring to the horses as him, and when I said they're all she's, he said what? And he found out for the first time today that the Oaks is a race for female horses. I mean, that wasn't common knowledge, right? Pretty, pretty well known. I mean, I've never been to the Oaks. Especially locally. Never been to Thurby. I didn't even really know Thurby was a thing until... Thurby's like, just become like a bigger thing. Okay, because I didn't even know... It was packed yesterday. It was great. Like, I didn't really wasn't aware of Thurby until like maybe like 10, 15 years ago. It, well, it kind of only like, became I, a thing like 10, 15 okay, years ago. Okay, like I never knew about it like growing up. It never like occurred to me that Thurby was anything. We did the afternoon show from there, I want to say like 2015, 2016, when I first started doing radio full-time. And even then, like not that far ago, long, not that long ago... The grandstands were not – it was not hard. Like, we had, like, a little box where we were doing the show, and there were, like, nobody around us. Yeah. Like, you had to go out of your way to come find us. And yesterday, I mean, it was packed. Like, it was – it has become sort of the Louisvilleans day at the racetrack. Yeah, because the Oaks has gotten – yeah. Oaks but, used to be, and now we're back. And 10 years from now, I'm sure Werby will become the Louisvilleans day at the track. And what was what was going to be – was it Turby? 
Turby's when you have to draw the line. We can't have a Turby out there. It just, Murby. It, Turby and Murby just sound wrong. It just they just sound like something that you don't want to be a part of. I don't. I don't. I'm like Turby Day just sounds bad. Well, it's too right. close to turd. <laughs> I don't know what Murby sounds like, but it doesn't sound good. And we were gonna like change and move Oaks to Wednesday, but we're, that would be the Wokes. Wokes. That's gonna be <laughs> politically divisive. Yeah, People will have all sorts of opinions. Horse racing, is it really woke? I don't, probably not. No, no, Trump won't show up for that one. <laughs> oh, that's why he's going to be here tomorrow. He will, yeah. You can, my favorite part about that press release, and I've talked about it with my friends, some of whom are conservatives but still see the humor in things like this. The They put it out there as if it was some sort of deal. It was like if you want to hang out with Trump at the Derby, it's it was like $500 per individuals, $1,000 for couples. I'm like – did you, did you, I'm, like, I'm like, did you need? To, did you need to put that in there? Like, it's it's the exact same thing. You could have just left five hundred dollars per individual right there. It's the same exact thing. I'm surprised it's that cheap. I figured you charge more than that. It may have been more than that. I, I don't. Oh, okay. Remember. Oh yeah, yeah. All I remember you is, was the exact same number. It was the yeah, same it was thing. Up, yeah. The first thing that I saw. Is he like, the only uh, former president in town for the Derby? Probably. Do do many ex presidents come to Derby? I mean, well, there's not many alive. I feel like alive. it hasn't been a big thing. I mean, there's only what three. I mean, was the Queen came one year. Who is left presence was Carter still Carter's still kicking. There. He's still still rocking and rolling, still building houses for Habitat for Humanity. Well, yeah, just Carter W. and uh, Clinton still there. Carter W. Clinton, Obama, and, and Trump. H- and yeah, that's, that's it. it. Not many. That's still crazy. probably more than than most times in life. I would say it's a good possibility. Yeah. All right. Perfect way to end the second hour. <laughs> What are we doing? Uh, we've got, I mean, that, we don't know. We've got an hour we've left. We've never known. We've been doing this for how long now? We've yet still know I what know, we're doing. I I mean. know. We've got an hour left. There are some things. We have a baseball series that's going to start with a new start time tonight. Uh, I've got some self-deprecating humor that I'll make directed towards the Cincinnati Reds because, my God, <laughs> if you haven't started laughing Ooh. yet, what are you doing? It's, it's, it, it's so bad that it's gone from, like, funny – to so bad it's not funny, to like so, so bad that it's funny again. That's kind of where I am as a Reds fan. I mean, you got to be at the point where you're kinda... – I want him to lose out. Yeah. I want, I want him to go three and 159. I mean, the record, I guess the worst the worst record is like uh, – it's like the 19 – or 18, like 90 Cleveland Spiders. And they were like 32 and 100 something. I see. I, the worst in the but, modern era is that Tigers team from a few years ago yeah, they, that won 47 games. Yes, that is the most modern, yes. Cleveland Spiders, 20 and 134. In 1890, wasn't it, or something like that? Man, I don't know if we can stay under 20. <laughs> Let I mean, this you, team you, take it as a challenge. You though. have matched, I believe, I think it was a stat I read the other day, where in the top, in the first 25 games, your three wins is the second fewest in like since 1900, only to like to a Washington Senators team. It feels good. And also the, the run differential. It's not like they're losing close games. They're out here just getting pasted oh, at 18-4 yeah. to four every other night. Uh, let's take a break. We'll talk about this after the, the, the break. Hour number three is on the way next. We'll share Oaks picks. We'll count down the time until Oaks uh, starts. 551 is the post time out there. You can watch that on NBC or listen to us call it right here live. Oh, we're going to call on it. On 1450 The Big X. Hour number three of the Mike Rutherford Show is on the way after this. And we all know it's better. Lost all expression, 
Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. No really when to walk away. It's unbelievable. No when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at you're the window, so there'll be time enough to count when the race is when done. The deal's done. Yeah. Now every game. How do you stay on beat with the words, but not with surviving. the clap? Well, I know the words. No I listen to the song so much. No, I know. So how, but how do you like stay on beat with the words, but be you're so off rhythm at the exact same time with the claps? <laughs> it's almost impressive. You're off beat. <laughs> I, I'm just listening. I'm not on or off beat. I'm, I'm simply listening to you do this and just butcher it. It's incredible. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm just taking my mentions on Twitter. It's just devolved into like seven people fighting about whether or not Jack Harlow is only a Louisville fan or whether or not he supports both, and just posting clips of Harlow like doing different things. And then finally, this UK guy is just like giving up, and he's like, "Okay, well, honestly, I could care less who he's a fan of." Honestly, I'm like, "Well, you've been arguing this in my mentions for like 75 minutes with other people. I'm gonna have to just mute this whole conversation." I'm, I'm gonna go. Like, oh, I, hey, I, I don't know. I don't have it as much as you do, but the small times that I get. Dragged into like two people talking about something just because it started with my my Twitter handle and I'm like tagged in all of them and I have no reason to be in it. That is annoying. I mean, does it matter if he who? I mean, who cares if really he he likes either both? I mean, like why do we have to as a fan base like have to like brag and puff our chest and everything has to be like my celebrity is bigger than your celebrity? I mean, well, I think I mean this is a Louisville Kentucky thing, I guess, and the rivalry is ridiculous on all levels. So that's where we are. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the question. That's the asked and answered right there. I tell you what, before you you self uh, deprecate the Reds, oh, God. which I was thinking of a word I could use that would sound like, like deprecate. Crap on. <laughs> yeah, just something that came, I meant to bring this up actually with Doctor Stan. It kind of slipped my mind. I think I was shocked when he told me he went alive for Elijah one. I just thrown off my game completely. You don't remember anything else that happened? Yesterday. Yeah, like it was blacked. After out. that, you just blacked out. <laughs> um. The the poster I've been seeing a lot of UK fans are having fun with. Oh yeah, we should probably talk about that. The that we make our dreams come true, and, he, and I, I got a little beef with that. Like, I love Kentucky fans are pointing out like you're putting a Kentucky player on there. Her, I, I want to point out that the point of the poster is saying they played for Kenny Payne, though. That's what the point of the poster or is Nolan saying. Smith or Danny Manning yes. or Josh Jameson. The point of the poster got is Peyton not Pritchard down there. Yeah, the point of the poster isn't that they. They didn't play at Louisville. Is that they played for, and they did. They all of them played under said coaches, i.e., dreams. They're making their dreams come true. Yeah, I mean, we've got we have like Jason Tatum's on there. It's not just UK players. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like two of each one, isn't it? And like two UK players, two Duke players, two Oregon guys, and like I think I, if I could be wrong on the judge, yeah, Peyton Pritchard's on there. Uh, I think Pritchard's Dylan Brooks is on there. Yeah, the two Oregon guys. Can I just? At the risk of having to turn in my fan card, I mean, I think it's kind of a silly graphic. It is. It's corny, but I mean, it's. I get the point, but it, like they didn't play here. It almost feels like you can't, like you don't have your own players to like brag about, like you're taking ours when we actually have. I mean, Trez was just sixth man of the year. Donovan Mitchell was a bona fide star. But they did. Terry Rozier is making a bunch of money, and he was in the All Star contention this year. But they year. played at Louisville, not for any of these coaches. I get it. Yeah, like, I, I understand what the point is, but like seeing it, I still kind of am like, eh, like. And I love, like, isn't there, like, a little, like, very bottom line kind of, like, thing at the bottom? is like, 
so and so for it's got like the name number of players that like got drafted under these guys or something. It says our coaches have been on staffs that have produced over seventy five NBA players in the last ten years. I like it's weird. Why do they put it in such a small script on the bottom there? I don't know, but it reminds me of my favorite. Like I love the graphics that are just so misleading. Where it's like, like what was the one a few years ago? Where it was like it's break. like it's like Penn State. Has, yes, it's like, you went right where my mind like, was going. Has like one player drafted in every no. draft, and then it was like besides 2011, 2015. No, it was Super Bowl. It said that Penn State's had a player in every Super Bowl, and at the very bottom in the little small screen it says starting in 1982 or something. Like that. <laughs> it, was something yeah, it, was, it was some outrageous and not graphic. including 1989. And that was exactly. I love this. Is why we're good together. I mean, that is right where my mind. The was fine thinking. print is great. <laughs> like Tyson Tate uh, on the podcast, which I'm going to be on next week. Which again, like they're a, a Monty Bates effect. Like they don't want to hit me up about any of the other crazy bleep that's happened over the last year but when Amani Bates is going they're like let's talk about Amani Bates I'm like okay let's, we'll, <laughs> we'll do that next week but they do a thing where it's like the Big Ten maybe more so than any other conference has these obscure stats that they'll try to brag about and so they have a Big Ten stat of the week because like Purdue will put out a graphic that is like only program in America to have the women's lacrosse men's basketball football team and soccer on the women's side, ranked in the third week of their respective seasons. And, like, it's like, okay, like, I mean, awesome. Like, who the hell, what poor bastard is out there researching this? Like, wasting their time on a Friday night. And doesn't that rank up there with the uh, the, the in-depth baseball stats of, he bats 300 versus lefties exactly. on a Tuesday in a month that ends in Y. Can I tell you the worst thing about those stats, too, is as someone who has tried to research stuff like this on and off for stories, when you get so close to getting like a, a rare but obscure oh, stat yeah. like that, and then you see, you're like, oh my God, no. Like UCLA was actually a national champion who was ranked in the third week of November. I was like, you're like oh no. Like it just it blew the, it was one line. I was so excited. <laughs> and so I get why these things become all skewed and seemingly more obscure because when that happens, you know what you do? You finagle the stat just a little bit to make it work with the new set of data that you've hey, got. Louisville's not Louisville's not a, a shy from this too. Oh, we do it. There's all a time. reason why we're always we're always top six in attendance, not top five, not top three, because you know there's that one year where we ranked six, and we're like, well, we got to make it top six now. We also do a thing. <laughs> we haven't done it as much in recent years, but there was a period there where we would be like only program in America that's had like all these sports like in the top 18 or with receiving votes at one point in the season. And it's like, well, I mean, cool, but yeah, like, like who else even wants it? Like some of these programs, a lot of these college sports programs don't even have the sports that we're talking about. Either. I still think the Penn State one's got to be my favorite. It was. I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly what it said. it said. It was a Super Bowl stat. It said like at the bottom. Oh, here it is. Yeah. A Penn, a Penn State player has appeared in every Super Bowl. It's all gigantic. Print. Every Super Bowl. And at the very bottom, in very fine print, it says, Except for five since 1967. <laughs> except for five. <laughs> a Penn Stater has appeared in every Super Bowl. Except for five since 1967. First of all, 67 was the first Super Bowl. So. It's the greatest graphic of all time. <laughs> it's so great. That's the best. That is that, that is steals the cake, yeah. When it comes to hiding the truth, nobody does it better than Penn State. <laughs> this much has been established in recent years. Hey, look at Dwayne Lucas. Is that Dwayne Lucas? That is Dwayne Lucas. He has Secret Oath in the, Why uh, the I, Oaks. Why did I picture him looking different for some reason? He's he looks like he looks like the the dude from the Dallas that got shot. Jr. Yeah, he's a badass. So when he one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Who we went JR? to the we went to the backside. This was probably it had to have been seven or eight years ago. I went with uh, like Doug Davenport and Scotty Davenport, and we're seeing, seeing the horses. And like I got to hang out with Dallas Stewart, which was awesome. Like he's my favorite. I trainer. know his name. He's from Louisville. Yes, he. So I met him. 
Fun fact, I can't remember. He had commanding curve in Golden Soul, two 50-to-1 shots that came in second in the Derby back-to-back. I can't remember which one was first. But so I did this thing where we went to his stable, and it was I think it was commanding curve first. And like I was like, my only rule when I go to the backside is you pet it, you bet it. If, you, if, I, if I pet a horse, I'm betting that horse. And so I think it was the American. Good analogy to have. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the American Pharaoh year. Like I made an exacta bet with Pharaoh and commanding curve. It was like 55 to one and made bank. And so the next year I went back there and I was telling Dallas, I'm like telling Dallas, I'm like, yeah, you pet it. You bet. It. I said it last year. And he like, he's like walking away. He's like, you pet my bleeping horse right now. <laughs> and I pet it golden soul. And it came in second again. And I, I won a lot of money there. But so after we talked to Dallas the second year, we go and see D Wayne Lucas and Scotty Davenport knows everybody on the backside and D Wayne's there. And we just so happen to be there, and Katie George is, is there too. And, yeah. and Scotty knows her, and she's like introduces him to Katie, and he's like, he's like, you're beautiful. He's like, you know what? You're going to. He's like, Are you going to Derby with anybody? She's like, no. This is before she was doing media stuff. She's like, no. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm probably going to go to a family party. He's like, you know what? You're going to be my grandson's date for uh, for Derby tomorrow. Okay, grandson. And he's like, he's flying. He's like, I just got him a flight in my my private helicopter. He's going to come in town. Like he'll he's going to meet you tomorrow. And she was like, okay. And I was like. Damn, D. Wayne. <laughs> Set it up in 30 seconds. Well done. D. Wayne's the man. More popular nationally trainer, D. Wayne or Baffert? Popular is the odd word to use here. Okay, let me, I'm, I'm, let me rephrase it. <laughs> I mean, Baffert's the man in horse racing now. Okay, mo- outside of his two year ban. I mean, is, is he, I was going to say, more, most, more known to the common person. Oh, Baffert. D. Wayne was is big it, in Now, the is that only because of, of the recent scandals, though? Or was that no, he's, pre-scandal? I mean, he's, he's been the most successful trainer in the sport for a long time now. Okay. Like, D-Wayne was big in the 90s. Like, those are the only two names I really know, other than I remember Dallas now because I got to meet him at a Wagner uh, function he helped out He's with. The man. And he was really nice. And then, obviously, I know Brad because of Roush, but... D-Wayne was... Like, those are the only ones I know. He had a run of derby success, but his success has never been, like, what Baffert's been doing for the last well, 15, 20 like years. We know why. <laughs> now we know We know why. a large part of why. Yeah, now we know how poor D-Wayne. <laughs> and that's why he's not going to... So people, one of the texts came in, and Chris Felique asked the same question on Twitter this week. Like, are you looking at the two quote unquote Baffert slash non Baffert horses as Baffert horses? And I'm saying, yeah, like that's Messier and Taba in the Derby. They're not technically trained by Bob Baffert, but they have been up to this point, and now they're being trained by his old protege. So you have to look at them as Baffert horses. Yeah, he's just, he's found like a loophole around it in some way. Yeah, Taba's going to be. I think that's the wise guy horse this year. Like the backside people love him because just the mobster potential yeah like it just uh monster high ceiling i think his odds are going to get too low like he probably should be closer to six to one seven to one i think he's going to go off at like four tomorrow i uh, could be wrong about that i think he's already down to five last i saw they're treating oaks like it's derby right now oaks is a big deal i don't yeah, know if I you guess... knew this but it's only for phillies trevor <laughs> they started it this year actually how long has this been going on no, since it's it like started the, like the opposite of little rascals no girl no boys allowed I mean, it's a big deal. It's the it's the Derby for Phillies. I love that you just found this out today. I, just, I, mean, I, don't, think, I don't think that's common knowledge. Texture says, did you know that <laughs> former card Trey Lewis just released a gospel rap album? Do yourself a favor and don't listen to it. It's horrible. No, no, no. That's more reason to listen to it. First of all, gospel rap, there's got to be nothing better than that, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I... I mean the Luke White. I'm not, I'm not listening to the Trey Luke Lewis's Whitehead album, album. Is one of the worst things I've listened to, and yet I still can't help listening to it. I can't do Trey Lewis gospel like, rap. I'm not going to listen to this. I'm sorry. I'm I not, thought you like Trey Lewis. I mean, I don't what? dislike him. I don't dislike him. <laughs> I thought he was listening to the show. 
He's not. He's never coming on the show. Never coming on. Trey. Trey Lewis thought very highly of himself. I think <laughs> still does. Fine young man. That's fine. But I mean, that doesn't sound like a good guy to do gospel rap. Sounds like he's like thinks he's up a false icon. I don't know if you saw the videos from his wedding, but. <laughs> no, I didn't Google Trey Lewis's wedding video. Well, they were on social media. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, there's many of things I've Googled in my life that's weird enough. That hasn't been one of them. Look, I like Trey. You're putting me in a bad spot here. I'm not listening to Trey's gospel rap album. Are they I'm inter- sorry. They didn't even a jockey before the race? Yeah. I mean, they still got like... He's not even on the horse. He doesn't need to settle up. They've got like 31 minutes to post. That's got a good point. <laughs> is that my jockey? N- no. This is when you're pumping yourself up. Oh. Oh my gosh! Somebody sent me a picture of me from Derby 2008. This was this was vintage blackout drunk. Oh, you gotta love vintage blackout drunk. Oh my pictures. god, I look like I weigh like 70 pounds less. The lights are not on upstairs at all here. This is bad. <laughs> I'm wearing my Metro Park Softball Championship T-shirt. That's, this is what the kids needed to be wearing. Just, <laughs> what are you guys doing? You dressing up so in the infield cool. <laughs> with a backwards U of L hat on. What was I doing? Texas says. The, I thought you were wearing the hat. You probably had the full head of hair at that point, didn't you? It was probably going at that point a little bit. Even in 08? Yeah. 14 years ago? Oh, yeah. It was going early. But the thing is, like, I, I've said this before, the worst part about losing my hair is everybody would say, well, you, you're wearing all these hats because you're trying to cover it up. Anybody who's known me from any age knows yeah. that, like, I just, I was a hat, like, I wore hats as a kid everywhere. Always I, have. I used to be a big hat guy. I've got, I found, I mean, there's, a, there's like three bags full of hats in my closet that don't even fit me anymore, probably. I think one of the reasons I faded away from hats was because I just my head's just so big and I wear like a size eight yeah. and a fitted hat and on top of that like I'd get the stretch fit as the stretch hat fit hats they just be too tight and they'd stretch out too much it's, yeah it just became uncomfortable I should probably but I mean I'm not gonna make plenty for losing hair early I mean I'm start mine's starting to get a little thin up there which sucks but more importantly I went gray at like 15 yeah you accepted it though yeah i mean i was going to bars and they were like oh you must be 21 you're like six foot three and you have gray hair i remember looking in the mirror on my wedding day and like seeing those like few strands like the front lines up there and <laughs> being like you guys held on for just long like go ahead and live a great life now <laughs> go on and retreat you made it we've locked her in it's done <laughs> your job. you held on as long you as you needed to job you can clock out now we're all good you, Get, fought, you fought the good fight. Got, I'm playing like taps in the background. I look in the mirror. I'm like, when I was in high school with gray hair. A lot of friends used to say I was, it was because I had strychnine poisoning. I don't even know what that is. It's a very, it's a ingredient, just small ingredient okay. in, in acid. Okay. <laughs> Texture says God's property is the only gospel rap that matters. GP, are you with me? <laughs> oh, yeah. We got the church ain't going nowhere. Are you reading this or do you know this? No, I know this. Oh, I've never heard it. You know, it's Kirk Franklin. It's like huge in like the late 90s, like 96, 97. Don't remember Kirk Frank. GP, are you with me? Oh, yeah. We got the church ain't go nowhere. You don't remember that? <laughs> put your hands together. Come on. Put your hands together. <laughs> it was great. I, I, it, was, it was like it like charted on like TRL and like uh, I think oh, even like I the, the TRL, BET top so. 10 and stuff. Like I was always watching. Yeah. Uh, Texas, when I saw the poster, my first thought was, oh, no, it's not a good look. It's – I, I – it's a stretch, a little bit. It's it's fine for the off season because it's fodder for conversation. Yeah, but it it does not seem like. I mean, you've got to think whoever came up with that. Well, I mean, again, by the wording, they're not really lying. I mean, it's just we, we compared it to the Penn State and some other things, but it's really not in that same realm. But you, they had to know what they were doing when they put that out. There. I mean, you couldn't have come, you couldn't have known that, that that wasn't going to just rile up every big blue nation person. Texas, it has Demarcus Demarcus Cousins' name on it. He didn't play for Kenny. I don't think there are names on it though. It just it's just pictures. 
Yeah, someone else brought up DeMarcus Cousins, too. He's I not saw. on the poster. He's I not. I don't believe he is. But someone, I did see someone else bring that up to me. I saw it on the story because when Matt Jones, like, I saw retweets, like, the Kentucky version next to the Louisville version. That, I guess they made a UK version as well, like, something along the same lines, but it says, like, it added, but we they played at our school or actually played here or something. No. Well, and then uh, I think somebody said something about Cousins being on the original. Yeah, he never played for. Yeah, he played for Payne, didn't he? No, Kenny Payne. The only season that he wasn't an assistant at Cal before he left was the very first one. Oh, okay. He got there in 2010-11. Well, I thought there was another race. What's going on? What? It's a race going on. No, they're just showing replays of oh. Oaks, Oaks prep races. Oh my bad. Yeah. I was like, you oh told my me, god, it's over. You told, I was like, wait, wait a minute. You told me there wasn't another race between these. Nostalgic two. one. <laughs> it wasn't nostalgic technically. The two. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. I, and I, if I'm a UK fan, like let's just be real, I'd have the exact same response. Oh to this. yeah, like, yeah, I agree. I, I'd be mocking it the same way. You should be. On the other hand. It gets to a point, it, it's been this way for a while now, but as every year goes on and they have more of these graphics where it's like, we've had 311 NBA players in the last 10 years and like we, we can't fit them all on a poster and look at these guys. The fact that they've only gotten one title, that becomes more embarrassing. Uh, and well, it's been I mean, over 10 years since it happened. Kind of like when we have all our pictures at the baseball on the outfield wall and we have no titles. Yeah, <laughs> but also like there are a lot of schools that have that. I mean, we're still, we're, I mean, as long as... At least we can safely say we're not as bad. It's not as bad as Florida State. Yeah, who has zero title and they've been like but dominant there, for like thirty years. There are a lot of schools like like Arkansas was the same way. They were number one for most of last year. They've had like they've been in the College World Series like seventy three out of seventy eight years. State. They won it last year for the That's, first time yeah. after being so close. They're really good thirty for thirty about Will Clark and Ralph Palmer over there. Like it's tough. It, it's tough. and also you have more All Americans in baseball because you have more players. More players get drafted. Period. Like it's just it's it's a different game. Did you ever own a horse race? A horse race horse? No. No, you're drastically overestimating the means of the Rutherfords. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just... <laughs> we got lawyers and writers and like... Those are my brothers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the family. I mean, you went to law class. I mean... I mean, writers, <laughs> it's cool. I don't know if you know this about writers. They don't make a whole lot of money. <laughs> Gotta be more than radio personality. Yeah, slightly. Slightly. <laughs> From experience, Let's I can tell you, say, yes, but not that much more. Let me just tell you, we looked into an above-ground pool. <laughs> so I can describe it. We couldn't get an above-ground pool we if we wanted to. I couldn't get one either, no. probably. Um, I make fun of it, yet I still can't get one. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. We're supposed to be up right now. Bats, come on. Get the weather going. <laughs> no, it's, it's Indianapolis' problem. I know. Because I, I texted Mary. I'm like, I'm not off at 520 anymore. She's like, they're calling it already? It may not even rain. I'm like, they're in Indy. Sorry. <laughs> Texture says, oh, no, I can't I can't do that. Can you give me a, like, a, a no, clean version? No, you, you can look at the, that question afterwards. Texture says, <laughs> Is that a good one? No. Texture says, daily Reds update. We desperately need the Reds game to start and at least get through the fourth inning for obvious reasons related to the Tundra trucks. Oh, is that today? Oh. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen now. They'll have added security. There's no way the pooper. I don't know. A guy just climbed a building in San Francisco. I wonder if it's the same dude. He didn't announce it beforehand like three weeks on Twitter <laughs> or Reddit. Like, come on. Like, if this guy was serious about dumping in yeah, the Tundra, he would have kept it quiet. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's like, I want people to take pictures. Everybody would have had pictures of yeah. you climbing that thing. No one advertised the dude in San Francisco, and there's videos, and I showed you, I think, on Wednesday, that, which isn't crazy to watch, that guy doing it. I, I saw, I think it was your guy, Wick Terrell, who does I the like Wick Terrell, Red, yeah. Red Reporter. I think he was the one who put the tweet out and saying, like, the most shocking thing about this god-awful season is we've played a month and a half, pretty much, a, mo- a little bit over a month, April, May. 
we they haven't had one rain delay. Like no reprieve. No the the weather gods have not saved one second for Louisville for Cincinnati Reds fans this year by at least delaying a game for a couple of hours. And that I mean April May this is the the rainiest two months of the yeah. year. You'd think you'd at least get a few, but they're like no. The baseball gods hate the Reds so much. Like you're gonna sit through every damn second of this season and watch as this team loses 22 of its first 25 games in horrific fashion. My buddy sent me a picture, uh, a meme or whatever. I guess would be. I don't know if it's a meme or whatever. One of those things. One of those, what does the hip kid, hip kids call the pictures these on social media? And I wanted to send it to you, but I was like, hey, he's, he's enjoying Derby. I don't want to ruin his day. No, you can send it. Because that'd be fine. It was a picture that said in 2022, the Bengals have still won more games than the Reds. The Bengals went four and two in twenty twenty two, and the Reds are currently at three and whatever. All right, it's gonna take a while for the Reds to pass the Bengals' win total from this past I year. I mean, it's like that's not good at all. It's not. A buddy of mine, just uh, one of my big horse player friends, Craig, big fan of the show, even though what he's up, a UK Craig? fan, uh, says I feel like nostalgic sitting on a good one here. Seventeen to one, he went down. The the, nost- the late money's coming in. Somebody, hey, look, Rand- oh, no, it was Donna that picked it. Never mind. I was like, Randy picked me. Oh, you don't care about because it's Donna. Well, no, I like Donna. I played Donna last yesterday for Richie Valens. Oh, for Donna. Dalton didn't know it was single to mile though. Did he know about the day the music died? He did actually. That's, Richie that, when I dead. played Richie Valens, that's the first mine went. Yeah, a lot of nest picks coming in. I don't, I don't, I don't like the late. I wish it was Secret Stash. That'd be a cool name. Well. <laughs> What's the name of the name of a comic book shop in New Jersey? Texas says my buddy who's a Reds fan said the Reds give up touchdowns and field goals, not runs. Every time he checks the score of the game, it's like ten to nothing or fourteen to nothing. The best was the night two nights ago when I, I retweeted the Reds lineup and I said this is and I wasn't just saying it for effect. This is the worst major league lineup I've ever seen in my entire life. And they started off with like a three nothing lead and people were giving me crap. They're like, well, they're winning, they're winning, looks okay now. And I was like, just wait. And they lost eighteen to four. <laughs> I, mean, I think the team ERA is like seven point oh one. Like it's it's not like they're well. We've had some bad luck to get to three and twenty two. Like no, this is who you are. I don't know how the hell they split the series with the Braves to begin the season. What do you have on your roster that the Blue Jays can steal? Because right now, I mean, Votto, go back to Canada. I mean, I want Votto, but honestly, we need bullpen. I, I want Votto to go to. A have we seen by the Blue Jays already have won ten games by one run this year? I've noticed a lot of that's close insane. Wins. You're like the providence of Major League Baseball. I don't think last year they had ten games one run, ten game, ten ten one win, one run wins. I've said ten times fast last year the whole season. They won a lot by one, which is amazing because our bullpen is not very good. Our guy who kept letting us know that he's still working and with us just he's clocked out. He's done. He's out. Congrats to you. Yeah, I'm glad you, we were supposed to be off two eight minutes ago. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> but no, the weather had to rain. We've got a derby party to go to. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna be looking good. I'm not gonna be looking my best. Unlike usual, nobody's gonna be look. Everybody's gonna be looking at my wife and not me. Are you going suit? You of course I'm going suit. It's a derby party. You, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a derby party. I gotta get dressed up. You talk down like I'm like I'm, 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 Really? I'm not gonna wear like. You you khaki shorts. you thought that was a dumber question than when I thought when I was asking you if there was all women race horses in the in the oaks. Well, no, I didn't say that. That clearly was dumber <laughs> that you didn't know that the oaks was. <laughs> I do like though Donna, the lady picked a, a, the the Philly race. I like that. I'm going with she the does. ladies. Nostalgic. We're feeling. I don't good. know who Donna is, but I'm like her. I like her. I like her style. Donna Crothers. Donna Brothers. Donna Reed. No, I love Donna Reed. I, I do love Donna Reed. You know, you know, I lo- that was one of my shows with Patty Duke. I told you, my three sons, Father Knows Best, Dick Van Dyke Show. Loved them all. Yeah, Donna Brothers. She, She's good. She, did she, she usually do well in her picks? Yeah. 
That's what she's doing. All right, good. Takes us for the longest time. I thought Kirk Franklin was shouting out Gary Payton when he said, GP, are you with me? <laughs> God's property, baby. Texas says the poster isn't for the fans, it's for the recruits. They won't think it's as dumb as we do. I think that's totally true. Well, of course it's true. I know it's for the recruits, though. I mean, yeah. I think that was obvious. Otherwise, why else would it say, we make your dreams come true? Which is why I'm fine <laughs> with it. Like, There's stuff that I, I look at and think, like, oh, it's kind of uh, like, like, like the poster. I look at it, and I'm like, eh, it's kind of makes me cringe a little bit. But I also recognize that it's not for me as a fan. It's for recruiting it's for purposes. for a kid in yeah. South, South Dakota who's a good basketball player. It's yeah. the same thing I say when, like, we, when you see sort of – crazy ass uniforms and you know the old yep. you know you old people are like oh my god like how can you have i'm like it's not for us I've, it's not for us i've accepted that especially with the football because you know i'm very i'm as boomer as they come when it comes to football jerseys and and i don't mean oklahoma texas says mike you singing kirk franklin and hearing you clapping just engraved the mental image in my head of trevor trying to keep rhythm at a black church <laughs> Keep in mind that was not me clapping. I was singing. That was Trevor clapping once again and being completely off rhythm. Like like Forrest Gump. I would love to see you in a choir on a Sunday, just like leaning left when everybody else is leaning right. What was the KP lyrics? I mean the, the God's GP. property. Yeah, what were the lyrics again? It's like GP, are you with me? GP, are you with me? You feel the power of GP. Texas says, "What's TK's derby outfit? A t-shirt and sweats." <laughs> Same as every day. Yeah. Why, why would I dress up for dirt? I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, yeah, I don't see any reason to dress up. Yeah. Screw that. If I'm going to the track. Not to mention, how uncomfortable is that going to be? I mean, putting on all the... all the. Oh, the, I was happy to get the suit off yesterday. Yeah. Very I mean, happy that's, to come That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not... Like, if I'm wearing a suit for, like, a wedding or something, or something like this is going to be a short time, and I can just... Also, I can, I can be, like, sitting and chilling... That's one thing, but like if you're at a track and you're moving around, it's hot. You're running around all day. Like, I mean, no, why? No, I'm I'm wearing like something comfortable. Do you know how much? So they have the the mixed drinks. They have the mint juleps, the the lilies, the whatever you want. Guess how much a mixed drink at the track is this week? For just like a bourbon and coke. Yes. Uh, twenty five bucks. Eighteen. I mean, I was. Guess how much a beer is? Bottle uh, bottle of Bud Light. Twelve. Twelve. Is it right? Yeah. Yeah. That's been about the go-to price for a lot for the last couple of years, though. I think the thing is, like, you know, I, I would get them from the vendors. I wouldn't didn't want to wait in line, so you just go to like the little concord, the underground areas, and like you see the people with the vendor, and it's it's so bad. So the plastic bottle, yeah. So the plastic, yeah. the, like, the little aluminum cans, like you feel so you know you're getting ripped. So at the, it, it's at the point where like I give them a twenty, and I'm like, just just give me five back. Like, yeah, you, you're getting a three dollar tip on a twelve dollar beer that you just pulled out of ice and handed to me because. I don't care at this point. Yeah. I know I'm being ripped off. I might as well just give you an extra. It's easier, yeah. I don't want to say, like, give me six bucks back. Come on. No, I'm I'm, I'm, well, I'm a decent tipper anyway. I usually just, like, yeah, I end up just, like, tipping way too much because I'm like, oh, I do too. I don't, I'm being taken. I may as well let you profit on this because you deserve the money more than the douchebags that I'm sure are well, not the Yeah, I mean, that guy, you're talking about, I mean, listen, I, I tip well at restaurants because I have been a server and I know where it comes from. Even if I get bad service, I'm going to probably decently tip you because... You know, um, I guess I'm always gonna at least tip you, but like those guys that carry those, I mean, that's that's that ain't easy, man. They deserve a little bit extra tip for sure. That's Texas, a lot of work. Texas says, "Ditch the suit, Mike. Borrow Trev's Kraken shirt." <laughs> what if I wore just the shirt, like as a what big I like? Wore, I got the Washington bullets on today, just as a like a, a sleep shirt. <laughs> Remember the sleep shirt back in the day? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Like, gigantic ass shirt. <laughs> if I wasn't able to fit into it for Christmas before I could wear it, well, it's a night shirt. Would Mary be mad at you if I picked out your outfit for today? Yeah, Tonight. <laughs> Mary's mad at me when I pick up my outfit. 
you'll be going there in like some Seattle supersonic shorts and a, and a Seattle Kraken t-shirt. I love the jockey walkout. I love... When, now, is this... I don't remember. Do they do this for Derby, too? Yeah. Derby, they do it even bigger. Like, they have, like, jockey intros. See, I only... <laughs> they do. Do they, like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I went to so-and-so high school. No, it's just like... And do they do it like the NFL player? No, no, no. They, no, they just say, like, their name and what horse they're on. It's like Rafael no. Bejarano Nyquist or, like, whatever. Like They, they should give more information, like their colleges and stuff. I've The one element of Derby Week, and if you've listened to me on other shows, you know I've been tooting this horn, beating this drum for a long oh, time. Oh, Todd Pletcher, I know that name. The, well, it's Pletcher. Well, maybe I don't know that name. <laughs> Are you sure? The one change it. Hold on. The one element of Derby Week that I think needs to be played up more than it is, because everything else, like we we play up everything for a two minute race, a two minute yeah. race. Like we we're doing jockey intros, we're doing all this stuff. The post position draw should be so much more, because it happens and nobody. It's so muted. It's so like like you just have like these rich people and it's like Mike Pataglia on the mic saying, and we're going to have. You know, Mo Donegal here in spot one. No, 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 no. When you're picking your post position, let the horse come out to like its own WWE style video and anthem. Like, Mo, my name is Mo <laughs> Donegal. Like, you just you go. think you know me. You think you know me. You think me. you know me. Like, Y2K <laughs> countdown for American Pharaoh. There's like turns around, like busts out of the thing. Like, or like have the jockey come out with like some sort of like get up, like going crazy down, like. Have like a fake out, like act like you're picking spot five, and then boom, going sixteen. Like play that thing up. Like it could be so much more than it is. I mean, it should be played up too because I mean, I mean, the post positions are important in terms of the betting, right? Yes, it's always, huge. I mean, that's like that's like downplaying the selection Sunday, right? It's a huge deal. Yeah, it, the selection it should be played up. It should be like the selection is, show it, of Derby. It, week. Yeah, to Derby, it is the selection Sunday of what the selection Sunday is to the tournament. But give it like a professional wrestling type feel to it. Oh, I love that. Be Bring awesome. them out, have their own little videos, like you know, have like the owners talking crap to each other. Maybe a jockey pushes another jockey. I don't know. Like, get this thing going. <laughs> Make it must see TV. Instead, it, it happens and nobody even knows it happens. I'll be honest. I don't remember ever seeing the jockey walk on, on Derby Day. Maybe it's just I'm not paying attention. Enough. I think I think that's probably the, that's what's happening. I mean, I always remember watching them like as they're walking on the track to the post. But it's probably yeah, I just don't pay attention. I watched The Simpsons the other day. You, you remember this one where where they they bought a horse? They probably bought a horse on multiple episodes. I think but, so. But it was the one where where Bart became the jockey. I don't remember. And they were the horse was like mean. They taught it to get like really rough and treat, like it showed up like like you're describing like in a leather jacket and like a mohawk and it like face paint. And it was we like, need more of that. Yeah, it was bumping. And like all the rest of the jockeys were getting mad at Homer because Bart was you know racing this horse and then, and it it reveals that jockeys are like elves living underneath the track. And Homer Homer gives one of my favorite lines. He goes, "This isn't true. You're respected athletes who date supermodels." <laughs> <laughs> Texture says, should Big X make shirts that say, quote, took two of four from you, eat it defending World Series champs, sincerely the bad news reds. <laughs> Little wordy, but yeah. I do like the, it's been going around in like Reds fan circles, like the the image of like a 22, 2022 banner that says, split the series with the Braves. That's all you can claim. Put it up there. Hang it from the tundra, along with the crap. It's going to be great. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we got a last segment. We'll actually have the Oaks race going on as we yeah. wrap up the show. We'll take more of your text. We'll get more just completely off the beaten path. Whatever. It's going to happen. It's Oaks Day. Who cares? We're going to have fun. Mike Rutherford Show continues and wraps up after the break. Said if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. 
walk away and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. know how this one I, I, I mean I guess horse but no this is my karaoke go-to I have I me and my buddy all these songs have had something to do with like horse or luck or gambling today and you're saying these are just is just a coincidence well he's, he's a cowboy on a steel horse I know but you said at the beginning of the show that these were just TK faves yeah but there's clearly a theme or I don't no, know just just what does Elvira have to do with horses is this like a savant thing where you just stu- like subconsciously stumbled upon a theme today? I think so, maybe. Because we've had a lot of luck, a lot of gambling, a lot of horses. Well, The Gambler was in my head because I'm just, that's a great song. Uh, well, the first song was also Days of the New. But yeah. I mean, they're, they're from Louisville, though. But there was some like reference in the lyrics to like kind of, that reminded me of horse racing, where I was like, oh, he's clearly doing a horse racing thing today. Shelf in the Room? I don't know. I can't remember now. This is my, this is, I know we've talked about this, but this is like, my, I've done this song probably karaoke more than anything. I believe it. You played a lot. Yeah. No, I don't do Dead or Alive that much. Yeah, I mean, the show you've played it, I think, a couple times, three maybe. or four times. Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. With the horses are parading out to the gate. We have the uh, Oaks set to post position, uh, I guess, post. Do we have a great horse? Post time is set for nine minutes from now. So I also see via the various weather people on social media that like a onslaught of rain is headed right towards Churchill Downs that's set to be there in like 20 minutes. So the race probably going to be safe from this downpour but folks leaving the track after the oaks maybe just stick it out for the the 13th and 14th races because it's looking like it's going to be a wet exit i wish that one horse was candy rain that'd have been good i could have been like soul for real trevor has picked uh nostalgic as his horse for what number's my horse number two okay i like that i'm on the favorite i hate that it's been bet down so much but i'm on nest um, oh it's not turn her loose it's okay i explained that to you turn her loose i spelled it out for you yeah, I'm not going to lie. And I then bl- you said, like, pet smart. I black out for moments. That's okay. Uh, I'm on the favorite nest here, which is down to two to one. I was hoping for closer to three to one or four to one. But why does Luis Saez get to, Oh, no, here's a couple. I was like, why is he getting, to, like, one close shot? Luis Saez on Secret Oath, on my favorite uh, pick for tomorrow. Charge it in the Derby. Guy looks depressed. It's Javier Castellano. Does not look happy. Don't take Kathleen O. The jockey is down. We do have the the, the Kathleen Turner exacto that you have called it with between Kathleen O and Turner Loose. Oh, if, have we? If it happens, I'm not going to bet it. If it happens, I'm going to be very upset. I do have your bet in. Nostalgic. What was the movie she was in? Body Heat or something like that? I don't know. Uh, I've got your bet in. Five across the board on Nostalgic. Yeah, baby. Can't wait to get paid on that one. How much <laughs> are they going to pay me off? I mean, not that much, probably. That's a 21 to, 21 to 1 odds. Down to 17 now. I mean, if it wins, yeah, it'd be nice. You, make, you win That's a little money. Be- People heard me pick it. They did. <laughs> and they were like, the they, late money's coming they in they now. They ran in because of me. When you and Donna Brothers me are on the same Donna. horse, everybody knows. Damn it, Donna. That's who you have to get on. That was pillow talk, sweetheart. You want some but to pick it. Texas says, you know, you'd think on occasion Trevor would just accidentally be in rhythm. He mathematically should have been in rhythm <laughs> at some point. It is amazing how consistently you stay off rhythm. It's I, almost more impressive. I don't think we, we have the same definition of rhythm. Texas says, looks like it's hockey shirt it is for Mike tonight. Go hockey shirt. Well, but how are the abs doing now? Are they up 2 nothing? 2 nothing. They won in overtime last night. She wore an abs shirt then. I don't All of guys a long sleeve abs shirt. Oh, you have to long sleeve. I don't think they let me God, in. How are you a fan? 
I've got more Kraken shirts than you have Avs shirts. I've got an Avs coffee mug, a long sleeve shirt, a and mug count. a pair of sweatpants. That's all I got. I need. I, know, I do need. You need more. I've been waiting for like them to win the hey, cup. Like it's a little wrestling. Put so it I can you. buy a bunch of like Stanley Cup champions gear. But but they've won two cups. Well, not since two thousand one though. Yeah, but you you can buy like you can buy like two thousand. Like, I had a ninety six shirt back in the day, and then I grew because I was a boy. So I can't wear it anymore. Now I'm a man. Now I'm a man. <laughs> I have an old Toronto Blue Jays 93 t-shirt. Atta boy. Yeah, I don't think it fits anymore. Texas, I'm actually not off work until 7.30. I'm glad I have y'all until 6 p.m. LOL. What do you do for a living, Texas? Texas, the Paddock Prince better, better come through for me this next race, or he will be the Paddock Peasant. <laughs> Go Cards, love Levitch. He just won the last one for you. He said four top, top pick winners today. Texas, who wins the title first? Dan McDonald, Jeff Walls, or Kenny Payne? <sighs> All three in the same year. Next year, baby. Rock it down. Well, McDonald's the only one who has an active shot to do it this year. So maybe he has the advantage. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Although it seems like they're still. If I had to be serious, I would say probably Walls, actually. I would pick Walls if I'm answering the question. If I'm being legitimate serious about it, I'm going to say Walls. I mean, he's been the most. Well, Kenny Payne. 100,000 people there? Oh, yeah. Kenny Payne's never coached a game. Yeah. And out of. I mean, Walls and McDonald have both been. Very good. I feel like it's easier to win a women's basketball tournament than it is to win the College World Series, just because yeah, College I mean, World Series gets a little wild. I mean, you got to win a series. I mean, it's obviously. I mean, it, it's but the, at least it's double elimination for the most part. I mean, for the most part, the one thing that I don't like about the college baseball's postseason is it, it's almost a different sport than the regular season. Like you've got these four team double elimination regionals where every single year you watch this, and some of the best teams in the country they'll have a guy starting like an elimination game or even like a clincher game to move on to the Supers. And like, this guy actually hasn't pitched since March 12th. And it's just, it's, it's such a weird thing. You have to use so many arms. The strategy is so different yeah. because you can play as few as three games in three days or as many as like, well, I guess six would be the, the most you could play over four days. It's just different. And then you go to Super Regional, and then it's back to being weird again when you get to the College World Series and you've got mini pot. It's like a regional and then a Super Regional to win the whole thing. It's just, it's almost a different sport. And it's why you see teams like, you know, TCU, I think, was a four seed, which is the equivalent of a 13 through 16 seed in the basketball tournament, and won the whole thing a few years ago. Coastal Carolina came out of nowhere yeah. to win the whole thing a few years ago. I like Kathleen O's uh, silks with the, with the, the four-leaf clover. I like the horse. The Irishman. I think she's a lot shot here. Um, oh, crap. I was going to ask you something. I can't remember what it was. Okay. Oh, well. Sure wasn't that important. The McDonald thing, but I, w- I would side with Jeff Walls, although I think McDonald absolutely oh, yeah. could win a title. Winston-Salem, that's where Louisville was this weekend, right? They are, and quick note about that game. Series starts tonight. The first pitch has been moved back. It was originally set to start at 6 p.m. It's going to be a 7 p.m. first pitch, okay. and this should be a fun series because yeah. these are two of the best offenses, not just in the ACC, but the entire country, and, I mean, Louisville's kind of getting – I hope Jared Poland pitches well again tonight because that would be three in a row with him as the Friday yeah, night starter. Pitching well too, and I think you'd feel much much better going into the postseason if you had a maybe not like a do- as dominant an ace as you used to in the past, but a reliable first game starter. Somebody who is 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 a clear cut number one. Who should be able to, where, to get you off to a good. Start. Where are you going? Well, is this we have three guys that can be a number one guy depending on the day, and that's. That's not what you want because, for all you know, you picked the wrong day. He's all right. Yeah. Because Louisville has been so, you know, I mentioned college baseball's tournament being so unpredictable. Louisville's been so consistently good in regionals when they've been the top seed. And a large part of that is because they don't lose that first game because they usually have an ace, whether it's mm-hmm. Brennan McKay or Reed Detmers or Kyle Funkhauser or you, you name it. I mean, they've had so many. Was it Burke, Justin Burks? Justin Burke was fantastic. Was that the quarterback? Or? Justin Burke was the quarterback. Uh, no, what was the one I'm thinking of that played on the 05 team? Burks was the pitcher. Uh, there was a there was a Justin and there was a Burks, but they were two different people. 
I mean, Zach Pitts was biggest pitcher of the Zach year Pitts, on that 07 yeah, team. That was, yeah. Like, they've always had an ace who, when they've played that 1-4 game in the regional against, like, a, a Kent State or whoever they send. It's usually a team from the MAC that I feel like they send to our regional. <laughs> we've been pretty good at avoiding that first upset because we've had such a dominant arm. And if you don't have that and you're a team that's built on offense and just having three or four, like, just okay arms, those are the teams that typically get upset in regional play. And to have Jared Poland pitching the way he's pitched the last two weeks, I think, gives you – a lot more confidence going into the postseason if he can continue this. Uh, Texas says, live look from my Oaks watching spot, MGM Vegas. Oh, nice. That's a good watching spot. Yeah. All TVs. Look at this. All TVs are on the, the Oaks race there at the MGM. All of them. That's pretty cool. When we went to Vegas for the uh, the NCAA tournament opening weekend in 2010, we just – like there was a reserved spot at the Bally Sportsbook for this Millman, and we thought it was Chad Millman from ESPN. It turned out it wasn't. It was just some gambling guy. And he was the only person who didn't show up that week. And we just sat there the entire weekend. And it was incredible. Like, just went right down there, got, like, buckets of beer, brought to us constantly, watched games, bet, went crazy. It was just perfect. And, like, one of our friends ended up emailing Chad Millman from ESPN. They were like, was this your thing? And he's like, no, but I love the story, brother. Like, that was fantastic. I'm like, well, cool. Thanks for the free spot, even if it wasn't you. Justin Marks was the pitcher I was thinking of. Justin Marks. Yeah, another Big East pitcher. Justin here. Burks. Yeah, Justin Marks. Is I was We've had of. so many. I mean, Roger Williams has done a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at, yeah, on the reference, MLB reference page of Louisville players coming out. Yeah, and I'm just having to scroll through many names where I got to the one I knew I was looking for, which was Justin Marks. But if they can take this series, I think you feel all of a sudden you're in the driver's seat in the Atlantic Division going into two really tough series against coastal opponents to end the regular season. But you also feel, I think, pretty okay about having a shot at hosting a regional. I think right now the RPI, I mean, the RPI has leapt like 23 spots in the last two weeks. We're now a top 15 team in the RPI. 16 teams host regionals. Uh, even if we're like, RPI is not everything, but it would help us out dramatically. If we're like number four in the country, but our yeah. RPI is 14, they're not going to like not I mean, If we win regional. the rest of our series, I'm not saying sweep, but we win If we win all, we're, we're hosting. Yeah, and we win maybe two out of three. I think, you think we host as well? Yes. Two um, out, especially the if ass man looks gorgeous. Steve Asmussen. I went to the the first time I went to the backside with my brother when he was working back that there. That was Kramer. Asmussen had this girl that like I mean, she couldn't have been older than twenty three. Like just wearing these tight leather pants. I'm like, this is how the ass man does it, I guess. You ever meet a proctologist at a party? You do not let him go. He's got a story. <laughs> Steve Asmussen, <laughs> by the way, is like something like zero and forty seven in his last races in Kentucky. Like it's a, he's oh, not he's not nostalgic guy, is he? No, no. It, okay. <laughs> it's an absurd run of futility. Uh, Bill Mott is your trainer for Nostalgic. I don't know who that is. Uh, who does the the ass man um, has? Bill Mott, I think, was the name of a trainer in WWE. He got like fired because he was too abusive. No. <laughs> no. It was Bill Mott. Yeah, that was his Bill name. Mott. They're loading them into you, the you game. You probably remember from WCW. He was Hugh Morris, the Laughing Man. I didn't really watch much okay. WCW. That was he was somewhat popular. It, well, I wouldn't say popular, but he was on TV a lot. Texas says Mike just became Hulk Hogan. I don't even know what that's in reference to. Yeah, brother. Oh, the, like, the brother comment. There, yeah, there you go. I found myself when I ended in one of my first interviews. I did, and this isn't the one where I kept. Um, saying to Mike White and kept making references to Mississippi State when he was old Mrs. Assistant. <sighs> but I, I, there was another interview. I know it was so embarrassing. I mean, just so bad. The interview is so horrible. Uh, one other one I did, I kept saying, I didn't realize it, but Matt Jones pointed out when we played on the show that I said brother like every other time. I love it. I didn't realize I was doing it. Here we go, babe. And they're off. And they're off. In, in the, the Philly Oaks. Oaks. Not the Philly Oaks. It is the Philly Oaks. Kentucky Oaks. Uh, the horse in red is moving up ahead of the horse in yellow. Trevor. I can't see the numbers really that well. My eyes aren't very good. The, the red's always going to be, th that color red is always seven. 
Okay, so seven. The, the hard red is the one. And around the first corn, corn turn they come. <laughs> now I want you to announce all horse races. Okay. Oh, here we go. I can read these. Uh, Ugari is ahead of Uki Zui. Echo Zulu. And uh, Venti Valentine is ahead of Hidden Connection. Desert Dawn and Turner Loose has not been let loose yet. As she is still in fifth place. There's a fast pace being set by a lot of clunkers here. Yes, fast pace. 42 to 1 being the head of uh, Ugami. Um, and then you get the uh, Zulu. Uh, <laughs> Just keep going. Keep going. Zulu. I think that was, wasn't that the name of the monster in Ghostbusters? Uh, he's at four to one. And in second place, she, I'm sorry, she. Uh, man. I read better find a gap here. I mean, and then we've Fun got uh, 36 to one. And we've got hidden. These horses, the pace is staying very steady. The favorite nest is in fifth place. Except he's locked up right now. He can't. He's on the rail. He can't find a gap. Yeah, where is uh, where's my nostalgic at? Um, oh, Nest has moved all the way up to third. Well, Nest is now he's got the rail. So far, still. Uh, but I think he did too much work. I, I don't like the stride. Unami is still in Nest first. Nest is done. Nest is dead. There goes Nest. Yeah, Nest just fell down. Too much work to. He just died. She died. Um, man, that horse is getting beaten. Um. I can't. Is that red or blue? Who's the one who's beating the crap out of that? Echo Zulu is going to win the race. I think. Yeah, that horse is pulling away in front, man. He is just whipping that thing. Here comes somebody on the outside. They took off the name. again. Where's my horse? That's the one. I don't see Secret two. Oath one. Nest came in second. Irad couldn't find a hole. Been there Secret before. Oath, D. Wayne Lucas. There he is. Secret Oath. Secret Oath. I, did you not hear me at the beginning of the show? I no. said if it doesn't rain a lot, Secret Oath is my pick. If the track is too sloppy, I'm going nest. I thought it was going to be way sloppier than that. Now I'm I'm furious. You you and me both, man. Where did where did where did nostalgic finish in the last? I don't. I didn't see nostalgic the entire race. I don't think either. <laughs> oh man, I'm mad. I just <laughs> I'm gonna blame Donna. She owes me fifteen bucks. <laughs> you not picked the horse before. What was what was Secret O's odds? Four to one. Oh, that doesn't pay crap. That's no fun. Four to one. I mean, if you bet enough. I said, all yeah, but that's no fun. I said, beginning of the show, I said, if it's, I said, I'm, I hate to pick the two favorites, but if it's dry, relatively dry, I like Secret Oath. If it's rainy, if it's sloppy, I'm going with Nest. I banked too hard on the weather. Well, it pisses me off, as I already said it. If his name was Secret Stash, I would have bet it. Nest also, I mean, that was the best horse. I read, couldn't find a hole. Did too, way too much work to find a lane. And they fired late. I don't, I don't. Yeah, these are all things I was thinking too. Shut up. <laughs> I'm mad now. Although I did have Secret Oath in the pick for a better price for the pick. I'd been for. better calling this race if I could see it. My, I, I know I'm not far from the TV, and there's, 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 there's a big screen TV, but I don't know. If I you mean, Ness is flying. I'm blind. I don't have my glasses on. Oh man, my eyes are going out. Man, man, I, I, I still can't. I still see haven't it. seen Nostalgic. I don't think you're going did it, to. Did, did it? Did it race? Unless you rewatch the race and look for the very back of the frame. Did it even? <laughs> did it make it out of the gate? Did it make it out? I don't know who came in third. I wish this is more like the Family Guy scene where all the horses were named after Fox canceled Fox shows. Man. <laughs> Until death is coming to the wire. Trevor, here comes somebody on the outside. Incredible detail. <laughs> it's a horse. So he says, can Trevor call horse races full time? I'm laughing out loud. <laughs> this needs to be a thing. We just pull it. Luis Saez, Derby, Oaks, double. It's coming. Charge it tomorrow. He's going to win it all. So we got Secret Oath, Nest, Desert, Desert Dawn. Dawn. Well, I don't even remember 50 you to 1. 
And uh, Echo Zulu. Yokozuna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're done. The show's over. We're, we're good. Oh, yeah, we're about capped Congrats out. to Luis Saez and Dwayne Lucas and all the connections of Secret, Secret Oath. Tomorrow, man. go charge it. Go, what's your pick again? Uh, Cyberknife. Cyberknife, baby. Cyberknife going all the way. Going to cut the competition down. The Mike Rutherford Show double, if you're looking to play the exacta, is going to be Cyberknife. With charge it some form, box it, make some money. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your derby day. We'll be back here on Monday. 3 hey, there's nostalgic. You just finished. Have a fantastic <laughs> derby weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. I'm a